All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode nine. I think it's episode nine. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today, as always, from the lovely East Coast is Mr. Trees. How are you? Um, it's a, it's a Mountain Dew evening, Fred. <laughs> I talked a good game last week, talking shit, like, oh, I'm cracking some beers. I almost fell asleep. Uh, a half an hour into the show. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I That's uh, fair. underestimated my exhaustion from the, <laughs> the previous <laughs> days, you know? So I'm prepared tonight and uh, I, I just cracked the Mountain Dew. Nice. We'll the boozing for stronger people. Yeah, stronger yeah. People. Well, my sister told me that tequila actually has like uppers properties. I don't know if that's true, but she's a nutrition expert. Mm. She works as a nutritionist. So she probably knows. And again, Mm -hmm. she's like, don't drink a margarita that's chock full of sugar and everything. Although that'd probably help. Um, And don't slam it like a shot. But if you get a nice tequila and she goes, you don't have Mm -hmm. to spend too much on it, like 15, 18 bucks for a bottle. And she goes, Mm -hmm. uh, she told me Altos was a good one. Um, But uh, she says, you get a nice sip in tequila and you just pour a little bit of it room temperature, maybe throw some ice on there if you need it. I'm a room temperature guy. And she goes, you sip that with some water. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you'll get that nice little alcohol buzz, but you also uh, stay with uppers. I was eager to try that this week. I am drinking coffee. <laughs> I am not going to chance it. Uh, no, I no. am very tired. I stopped working for the day about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I did that thing where I drove home. My, my dad did this from time to time. I, I drove home to eat dinner with my family and then pr- proceed back to the office. Uh, not, sorry, the office in my house mm-hmm. and work from home while I wrapped up some stuff. But it is what it is. So. Good times, man. Good times. <laughs> so if you don't mind, yeah, I'll just, I'll just open with it because I don't want to bog things down too much. But uh, this last week, um, and I told you, yeah, I finally get my break starting today. This last week, I was on call, and um, <clears throat> we have a very needy group in the lab. They page you for anything. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, although they don't actually do this. If they page me and you call back and you're like, yeah, it's 3.15 a.m., someone paged me. Um, yeah, why is the humidity like this on a on a Sunday night? And you're like, really? This is why you paged me. <laughs> so, um, uh, so it was it was a long week, and then we took a lab upgrade. And uh, the way I liken that is, that's like going from Windows 7 to Windows 10. It'll probably go well, and it did mostly, but there are a couple of things that are different and somewhat frustrating, and there are a couple of things that straight up broke. And so we did that all day Sunday, because you got to do it during a time where it's not too busy. And um, so uh, we are salaried, um, which is fine. I I sign on for that. But basically, we just worked a sixth day this week. Um, So, And I was on call for that. So you know what happened, right? We took the lab upgrade. And then that night, when everybody was having trouble with the new system, I got paged through the WAS. So it was a a fun Saturday night into. And I got – I I forgot what my – co-worker said because he tracks the pages i think he said you got more pages on monday than we've gotten in a single day ever um nice. 
So it was just long, I guess is what I would say, uh, but it's part of the job. I'm not even complaining. And obviously there's stuff going on right now, although even at the hospital, you know, we're running pretty skeleton crews. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the normal hustle and bustle that puts people in the hospital um, is not going on. Everything from elective surgeries to whatnot. And then, of course, we do have our COVID wing, but it's a very small portion of the overall population and we have no visitors. So it's pretty quiet in the hospital as well. And when I'm on call, I'm at the hospital. I'm not out at my business office. So um, fun, hectic week. But uh, I turned in the pager this morning. Nice. Handed it off to the next guy who's taking it and um, wished him a quiet week. And uh, went back to my private, you know, the the business uh, uh, location instead of the hospital. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next three days of just like normal right? Like ideally eight thirty to five, nine to five thirty ish, you know, just eight and a half hour days. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. That's good, man. You know, it's like last week when we talked, it was last Tuesday night. So I had done full Monday and Tuesday with the kids Mm -hmm. and then I had taken Wednesday and Thursday off and Friday. And uh, I got through Wednesday and Thursday, both days with the kids, both days raining. All four days rain, by the way. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I take work at this point. You want to go on call? (laughs) So the grandparents said they could take them on Friday. Nice. Good grandparents. And and so I went, I got to go to work Friday. And when I, when that garage door went down (laughs) at 7.30 a.m. And I was backing out the driveway and my podcast came on and I was just, oh my God, it felt so good. Like, I was just like, I cannot wait to get to work. I don't give the sick people there or not. I am going to work. You know, yeah. it's like, whew. so then I, I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then obviously I had the kids Monday, all day Tuesday, today. Uh, I'll have them all day tomorrow. And I believe the grandparents are taking the kids again Thursday overnight to Friday. So I'm only going to miss uh, one day of work this week. So nice. You know, That's we'll actually good. Work. You know, we we'll kind of talk around, but yeah. yeah, yeah, we're shuffling around, you know, and <laughs> otherwise than that, uh, you know, we, we got it out of our system last week, all the nonsense. So we won't talk about it again, but I will say this. I have watched Moana, mm. uh, a lot. A fucking lot. So my daughter suddenly decided to watch Moana as well. And I should point out, we own it on Blu-ray. We have mm-hmm. it on her Plex server, which is think of like the Netflix in the house. So she has had full ample access to watch it. And I don't think it was recently added to Disney Plus, And I think it was on Netflix before that. So my daughter mm-hmm. has had access so many opportunities. <laughs> and I really like Moana. We watched it a lot, too. obviously, when it came out. But yeah, in the last week, I think we've watched it like... Probably not as much as you, but like three, four times. A lot. Um, yeah. You know, because obviously we mm-hmm. ran through it with my stepdaughter when it came out. Right. Right. So we that got a lot of viewings in. But yeah. now my son loves Maui. Oh, hell yeah. With the hook. Oh, yeah. But he also loves that giant um, crab. The crab. It's got to be shiny. That shiny song is the best song I've heard in a Disney movie in... Okay, Frozen Two has "Lost in the Woods," which I really like because I love yeah, uh, I love Chicago's power ballads of the '80s yeah. persuasion. But yeah, yeah, "Shiny" is one of the best Disney songs in a long time. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, I didn't have that 
I didn't have the heart to tell my my daughter at the time, and I definitely don't have the heart to tell my son mm-hmm. how that how Maui is just he, he is a <laughs> is the word you're looking for asshole? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is the biggest sociopathic asshole in any movie. You know, I'm talking American Psycho here. Uh, sure, this guy. Sure. You know, my son loves him, and I'm just like, oh, my God. You can't be him, son. Oh, my God. No, you can't. He's literally, he's literally, in his mind, as far as, my, if anybody's never seen Moana, uh, for the people who have seen it, bear with me. People who haven't seen it, you know, the gist of it, right, is that Maui is a demigod, much like uh, Kratos Yep. Yeah. And he has the same sort of feelings as Kratos. He really does. He's a cheery dude. He's voiced by the rock. He sings and dances. But uh he could give two two fucks about the, the human race, really. He just or at wants least to... at, at the point we meet him in the show. Yes, the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, yeah. And uh yeah, it, it basically he he stole this thing, this heart of this I basically uh, the nature. heart of Tafiti, but yeah. <laughs> basically yeah. nature and Moana has to, to put it back. And uh, Maui, several times when we first meet him, several times, without remorse, as far as he knows, murders a little girl. She dies several <laughs> yeah. times yeah. in his mind, as far as he knows. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, what? You know, <clears throat> you know. He basically uh, tricks her into a cave. <laughs> And traps her there with a boulder, right? That's yep, one. Yeah. Yep. As far as he's concerned, she's dead. She's starving yeah. to death. He's just like, whatever. We I love how he grabs her little chicken. He goes, boat snack. <laughs> steals her chicken. He's going to eat that fucking thing. Steals her boat. And what I love about it is he tells her in the song that he's stealing her boat. If anybody yeah. listens to that song, you're welcome. If you pay attention to the end, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to be needing that boat. <laughs> yep. Yep. He, he totally yeah. tells her what he's about to do. And then uh, he takes off. She jumps into the ocean after him. He's like, I'm out of here. He's like, Maui out. She gets on the boat. He knocks her off the boat. <laughs> as far he as does. he can learn, he, she drowns. And he says it was a little conscious. He has a little tattoo that talks to him. <laughs> yeah. It's like the modern day Jiminy Cricket. It's his <laughs> fucking tribal tattoo. That's how we're doing it nowadays. That and is how we're doing it. Yeah. He's just like, get over it. And at one point, she falls off a cliff. He's like, yep, she's dead. He yep. carries on up on his way. Yeah, he does. It's he bananas. Does. It's bananas when you really watch it. And <laughs> even he's an asshole until the very, very end, uh-huh. pretty much until yeah. he learns, learns the Disney, the Disney lesson of like, you know, he's Maui, doesn't need his hook, and she's great. But before that, 89 percent of that movie, he's a murderous, uh, <laughs> conceited dude. I don't know. It's a great movie. Though. And if you've I'm, never seen it, I'm going to just let this simmer with you to figure out if I'm telling the truth or not. But I assure you, I am. He pees on her. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Everybody pees on her. <laughs> but, it's uh, bananas. But, yeah. I mean, but I mean, the movie's great. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't mind watching the movie over and over again because I, I think the music's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. one of the better Disney soundtracks. But man, after several viewings, it didn't dawn on me. The first few handful. Mm-hmm. And then I just laying on the couch the other day. I'm like, you know, he doesn't know she has water powers. Like she's at one. Right. He has water. no idea that what yeah. happens to her after the fact is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in his mind, he just murdered this like yeah. 17 year old girl. 
Well, he allowed her to fend for himself, I'm sure he would argue. But yes, it would totally have killed her in any other circumstance. Yeah, he he, he sealed her in a cave. (laughs) He really did. Like, that's the one. And that's the first thing he does. Like, that's. The tattoo's like, hey, fuck face. She's going to die in it. And he's like, like, yeah, yeah, she'll love it in it. It's a great cave. (laughs) She'll get over it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't care. So anyways, if you haven't seen Maui, if you don't have kids. It's it's still worth a watch. It's on Disney Plus. So we've yeah, watched on Disney Plus. So nothing. We that entangled. He's watched Tangled about ah uh, twenty times. Which you know, is Autumn hasn't invoked good. Tangled yet. Yeah, Tangled's yeah. great. Flynn Rider is one of yeah. the the better Disney characters in the last uh, twenty yeah. years. So <laughs> yes. it really is. Really, that, it's like they, they took a Jersey Shore kid and like yeah, stuck him. Right. In a Disney movie. That bar of misfits too is is just fantastic. In fact, Trees, if I can if I can um spin on it real quick while we're mm-hmm. talking media. Um so I've been watching Castlevania. Uh have you watched I, any of the Netflix Castlevania series? I I watched season one and half of season two. Okay. So I'm going to break it down real quick for those that haven't seen it, but way shorter than even the, the the Moana discussion. But basically, I have the I've seen it on Netflix, but I always wanted a disc version, so I had the disc version of season one and two, which good for me, right? Because apparently they're throttling everyone's internet now. I have Google, so they let <laughs> everything go. But uh, but like there are certain times where you can totally tell Netflix is throttling us, mm. and I think they you know it's them because they don't send that thing that's like maybe it's your internet provider, which I haven't seen since I've had Google, but I've heard other people get that message. Mm-hmm. Um, no, shit will just go to 480p out of the blue on like at like 7 o'clock on a Monday, and you're like, okay, they're throttling this because the internet has a limited resource. But anyway, I'm forced to watch season three because it's not out on Blu-ray, but it most assuredly will eventually come out um, uh, on streaming. But um, season one, and I think you'll agree with me here, Trees, it, it kind of introduces you to everybody. It's all the story of Trevor Belmont and Saifa mm-hmm. uh, Belnades and Alucard, the three protagonists, the three main protagonists from Castlevania mm-hmm. Three. Grant Dynasty was kicked out for some reason. but uh, And it tells that story, and you can see how it'll eventually become Symphony of the Night if they want it to, but they can keep it there. So season one is basically about Trevor and Sypha. You basically learn their story and you learn why Dracula is unleashing legions of demons on the world. And it's pretty much decent character development. It's okay here and there, but it's it's a little more like action and, and gore oriented. They're like, it's only like 80 minutes for all four episodes. And they're like, look, we're going to just introduce you to this world briefly. And like this, basically a movie broken into four episodes. Season two, and you've said you've only gotten halfway there. So you're mm-hmm. in the Melrose Place portion. The first be- the first part is um, Alucard, Saifa, and Trevor kind of putting things together mm-hmm. while the vampires basically go into this drama-heavy melodrama between them to figure out how they want to eliminate the human race. And the second half is the actual war. So Trees, if you haven't gotten there and you feel like it's a little slow, the back four episodes of that season are just awesome fucking action anime sequences, one after the other. Well, okay. Episode eight is basically an epilogue after all is said and done. And it just tells you kind of where they're going. Some people like it. Some people don't. It's kind of like the people who like Kill Bill episode two or part two versus one. Anyway, 
Season three, they don't really know where to go, and I can't explain quite why, but anybody who's seen season two knows why. Um, but they're starting to just, they leave trees of, sorry, <laughs> no pun intended. They mm-hmm. leave little uh, seeds that they can plant for future plot, and they kind of start putting them together pretty quick. Like, we, we hit the ground running with season three. And what I can tell you two episodes in is season three is horny. Season three is going to be the the low rent porno version, as <laughs> as some have put it, of of Castlevania. I haven't watched all eight episodes, or it might be ten episodes this time, but uh, but yeah, it's starting off. You can see where they're going to go with it, and I kind of like it. There's a particular character named Camilla from season two. You've probably already met her trees, and she's uh, one of the vampire lords. And she's she's something else. She's got chip on her shoulder. Lots of old rich men have treated her like shit over her life, and she's had it. And <laughs> and it's it's fun to watch her take her wage on the world. Um, so we're going with her, and then yeah, the, like I said, everyone's just kind of horny in this in this season. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, the adventures of Sypha, Trevor, and Al Yukard continue. Hmm. Um, but uh, I, I thought of that bar in in. Um, that bar in uh, Tangled, and there's a bar very similar to it early on that Trevor goes into. <laughs> what was it called? The Snuggly Duckling? Do you remember in season one, he, he goes in and he's in, uh, so basically the, the world is, um, is, is very church-oriented, like in, mm-hmm. Inquisition style, and there's yeah. this bar in town, and Trevor goes in there, and he's just a drunk at the beginning mm-hmm. of, uh, yes. of the thing, and there's a bunch of guys who just start fucking with him, so he ends up in this bar brawl, yeah. and you think he's going to kick their ass, and he barely gets out of that one unscathed, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, with yeah. his life. Um, <laughs> that's what I, I thought of when... when uh, he basically wandered into the bar you think they're wandering into entangled and it actually becomes a much nicer circumstance but anyway. yeah it's good stuff so yeah disney plus man a lot of disney plus yeah yeah you trying to keep you know i'm trying to like get them out the house but it's too cold well, man and next week <laughs> so. you guys are going to get untold uh, we all get untold, which I actually saw that it was one of the last movies Autumn, me and Julie went and saw in the theaters. Um, it's a solid movie. That's about the what? two brothers who try to bring their dad back and they only bring half of him back. Oh, Onward. Onward. Sorry, Untold. Onward. Have you onward. seen Onward? No. Okay. I want to. Yeah, it's it's for those you can get it now if you want mm-hmm. to on that theater digital stuff for 20 yeah. bucks. But if you just wait, it'll be next week um, cool. on yeah, Disney+. My- Plus. I think my daughter's seen it over the neighbors last yeah. week. I think they bought it. So then she said it was okay. really good. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was it, it's very charming. It'll be very good for this time period, right? It'll remind you mm-hmm. why you're stuck in this house with I the same know. fucking people. <laughs> the only other thing I've watched on Netflix was Tiger King. Ah, yes, we've been watching that as well. I only we watched are... episode one, and I'm like, these fucking people have been oh, hitting We're man. on episode uh, five, six? Oh, we just finished five. We're on six. And trees that... I it We don't need places. to go into it because everyone's watching it. <laughs> that know. shit goes places. If you yeah. got done with episode one and you're like, these fucking people... Wait till uh, yeah. it really starts to ramp up episode three, and it's just a roller coaster. My, that, my, that, buddy goes, yeah. my buddy's like, uh, don't... Spoiler alert, he says to me, but uh, heroin's involved. I'm like, you think? None of them have teeth. I can tell that from season, you know, they, <laughs> the first episode. The boyfriend has zero teeth. They, just one big toother in the hide, front. They hide a decent amount of the heroin stuff uh, early on. I guess it's a little bit handled by that Scarface dude, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, so there's, anyways, some, my, there's some bad shit that's about to that, that goes I'm, down. I'm watching yeah. it by myself because my wife 
will not. I go, hey, I heard this is like a documentary series on Netflix about like people with big cats and something about murder. It's like to make a murder or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But people that don't. And she goes, yeah, I'm I'm all set with that. And I'm like, come on. I was like, let's watch that. All I hear is about these couples that watch shit together. Nothing. My wife don't watch nothing I want to watch. And I'm like, oh, she's like, yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. She goes, nah, I'm all set. Doesn't sound like anything I would like. And then she well, goes and watches Real Housewives Reunion. Well, yeah. Part. So, you know, everyone's got their yeah. flavors. So, well, here's the here's the deal with Julie and me. She has to fall asleep with a TV on. And that's mm-hmm. not everybody. I don't know if that describes your wife or not. Um, I need a TV off. Me too. And so, right. So we watch it while she passes out, which I will warn you, that does mean a lot of times and several episodes of Tiger King, I had to do this, where I won't realize the moment she's fallen asleep. And so the next night I'm re-watching half the episode uh. again. But um, so we do that. And when she passes out, I get up and play games for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that. And then I get to go to bed in a, in a dark, there quiet room. So, Well, I'll watch it. I watch it on my own throughout the week. Yeah, it's you know, like a chance. Well, in my I didn't want to watch Tiger King. My wife did, uh, and we make deals back and forth. So mm-hmm. um, uh, she she she'd already watched Castlevania with me, and she goes, "It's entertaining," but she wasn't in the mood for it during all this, and mm-hmm. so she was like, "You watch Castlevania on your own," but she promised to watch The Witcher with me if I'd watch Tiger King with her first. So that's where we're at. Um, cool, man. And then yeah. trying to think. Uh, you know, the, uh, we talked about the Genesis front last week. I always like to give mm-hmm. my Genesis update. Yeah, let's let's do it. I got some enough. Genesis to talk myself briefly. So but you go. I only got one delivery uh, mm. this week. Just one. It's slowed down, obviously, because, uh, you know, everything going on, I'm not. Although I do, <laughs> as I was waiting, because, you know, we were running late tonight. I was running yes, late. I was. And too. then uh, my son would not go to sleep for the life of him. He, know, he must know when I have shit going on. Because, like, yesterday... He fell asleep in five minutes by like 10 past eight. Tonight, <laughs> tonight I tried creeping out of his room at like 10 past nine. And he's like, where are you going, Dada? <laughs> well, and my daughter, my daughter is struggling with, we have different, you know, things that go on. And so that first week that she was off of school was actually her spring break. Mm. And we explained to her, it was your spring break. We happened to know that school would remain closed, but normally we wouldn't. So we said, we're going to treat it like your spring break. And the school hadn't given out assignments or anything. This was two, two, three weeks ago. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're starting week three since she started spring break. So it was like two weeks ago. And during that time period, we would let her stay up till 10 o'clock instead of her normal bedtime of 8, 8.30. I think 8.30 is when we send her to bed now. Um, and... Uh, we once a week let her sleep in the bed with us. We have a king size bed, so it's very easy. And and my wife and I aren't very big people anyway, so like we don't take up much space either. Like some people just it doesn't matter their size, they just sprawl out everywhere. We don't. We kind of just stick to our our own area. We just like space. So every uh, every uh, Friday night we would let her uh, sleep with us, and uh, we kept that. We let her do that that Friday during spring break, but we let her stay up late the rest of the week. And, uh, and what she really does actually, just so people know what really happens on Friday night is daddy never goes to bed with mom and just plays games till like two in the morning. And (laughs) mom wanted somebody in the, in the room to keep her company while she passes out Hmm. and autumn does that. And then just autumn spends the night. But, um, anyway, 
So uh, last week we were pretty good about, we established the schedule, schoolwork and all that stuff, but we were a little, I will say, a little more liberal on the bedtime. She still went to bed at normal time, probably three nights, but we were a couple of nights we let her stay up late and stuff like that. This week it's full blown like as if she's back in school. She has a schedule, she has schoolwork, she has several things she has to do like science and phys ed. We take her on walks and make her do workouts at home and we do all kinds of stuff and she's she's on full bore, full bore. And she's not doing great with it. So last night and tonight have been a little rough um, to get her to bed. Um, But I will say we have a trampoline and we don't have like the little round ones trees. We have a full-blown metal gymnastics trampoline that's like – I think I've talked about it once or twice. But it's like nine feet by five feet. So it's like a big old rectangular trampoline. And um, that thing, because – Social distancing is not in the vocabulary of many people around here, and there's a lot of community outbreak of COVID-19 as a result of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, affluent people, and we are not those people, but we are surrounded by affluent people. They can't be told not to do stuff. So these motherfuckers are like rolling in packs. You know, and like these these families have decided that like if four families all bunch up together as 20 people walking down the sidewalk, that this is social distancing because they're walking with the same people outside or something. I don't know. know. It's not. You guys are idiots. And so we have large portions of time where we can't walk in our neighborhood because there's just too many fucking people around Mm -hmm. just bunched up together and I'm not going to do it. And so that that trampoline has been great. And my daughter. I'm sure you know this, and I'm sure this would be true of your kids. Your son might be a little young, but you tell an eight, nine, ten-year-old that we're going to jump on a trampoline for thirty minutes so Dad can get his workout in, mm-hmm. and you can get your workout in. Like kid lights up, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean we. I bring him to a place called Altitude. That, that's a oh, trampoline yeah. park. So he's yeah. been going there since he was two, bouncing around. And she loves it because I'm, you know, my daughter's probably, what, 60, 65 pounds. And I'm like, I'm like a buck 85, so I can launch her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, so... So anyway, I'm sorry to have have cut into that, but yeah, that's we've been dealing with bedtime right now, and I think my I hear my wife from time to time right now mm-hmm. fighting with my daughter to get her ass back in bed. I know. So. Yeah, well, that's why I was running late tonight, and, and while I was sitting in his room in the dark uh, on my phone, <laughs> uh, I might have made an un uh, unresearched bid on uh, Echo the Dolphin for the Sega CD. Unresearched. Ooh, I think the it Sega CD there. version. Huh? The Sega CD version. It has yeah. Q sound. It has Q sound there, Fred. <laughs> it does the, have Q sound. You get the Q sound. I have the yeah. Echo the Dolphin on Sega CD. Oh, boy. I'm wondering if it's worth something. If I own it, though, it probably isn't worth much. I have very um, few games. Echo that are Dolphin, worth much. Sega CD, uh, between 20 and 30 bucks. Okay. That's, that's fair. Okay. Here we go. Um, if you want to, are you going complete? Yeah, so if you're looking on eBay, gotcha. I'm probably one of the top bidders. Uh, oh, I'm not looking the... on eBay. I'm oh, actually okay. looking at price charting. It just gives me a feel of the market. It's not okay. what you should pay. It just gives you a feel of the market. Tell me on what average, is. people are paying between 20 and 25 for a complete version All right, sweet. on eBay. All right, and so that's we... auction style. Buy it now. You can. It's one of those things, uh, people mm-hmm. who don't eBay much. If Trees wanted to, he could probably find like a $29.99 that's a buy it now and just wrap it up real quick oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is when it, you know when what you're playing the that? bidding game that's how where the cards are shuffling how is a uh, how is a once 
big time gambler like myself supposed to get that endorphin rush by just buying it now, friend? Yeah, I mean, what, right? that, it's like a fucking store, but it's a technicality. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was uh, the one I was looking at was uh, wasn't a, didn't have a buy it now. It was a bid, a bid one. Mm-hmm. I want to say shipping was four. Probably like four sixty three. That's what yeah, your first like class a, mail yeah, is. It was like yeah, four seventy three or something like that. Yeah. So uh, what I do is I go, what would I pay for this? And I believe <laughs> I said I'd pay total twenty bucks. So I minus you know four seventy three for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and I put in a top bid of like you know like fifteen twenty two or twenty. Yeah, you always wanted to be like something odd, like fifteen twenty two or thirty two or something. So yeah. I believe uh, I was the current high bidder at like thirteen dollars and twenty cents. And uh, nice. my max bid is like fifteen something, and uh, I can live with that. I can, live yeah. With that. I bid, I, I threw in that. But the other auction that showed up, which I was surprised, because uh, again, it was a very rash bid. I was bored at work, and uh, sometimes I put in offers on stuff just to fuck around. So okay. when people accept them, I'm just like, whoa, well, okay. Oh right, yeah, I've done that a couple times. Yeah, usually you expect to hear nothing or yeah. like. Occasionally, some dude who's new, he'll like, yeah, he'll try to talk to you. But so I, I got uh, Sonic Spinball, right, mm, which okay. I have already, right. But this one had the mint case and everything. Okay. But also, uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Ah, with, good old Puyo Puyo. Puyo Puyo yeah. with the little with the Sonic uh, window license on yeah. there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, mint, right? Everything in there. And I got it for like, uh, it had shipping, low shipping cost. And I think I got both of them for like 13 bucks. Ooh. Yeah. That's a very nice price. Yeah. It was like, whoa. And literally I clicked on buy it. Like I, I clicked on like accept offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Literally within, and then pay for it. And within a half an hour of paying for it, it says it was shipped already. And it showed up like, <laughs> like, two days later like it was amazing i was like whoa oh yeah yeah people have said because that's what i'll do i'll just print it up so it looks like it's shipped like 30 minutes later and then but i do i'm like i don't want to deal with this like i got the money i just want to get it done and so i literally just run over to the post office and drop it off because it showed up like you know this was like you know halfway through my work day and it showed up the the next the day after i was like whoa sweet which was nice because I took the Sonic Swim Ball, the uh, Spin Ball, yes. I cleaned that case up. It was perfect, and I swapped my uh, my red my red label Raiden into it. So now, my, so my, trees. Can yeah. I ask you something? Sure. I have something that I don't know where it should have a home, and I'm almost thinking your house should be where it should ha- have a home. <laughs> the basement. Let me tell you what I got. Okay. I got this ghetto ass. <laughs> <laughs> like bootleg Sonic and Knuckles. It's got a case. It's this weird, not legal <laughs> version of Sonic and Knuckles on the case. And the cartridge is not the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. You remember that cartridge what had like it? this the lock-on technology on top. It's a weird looking cart. Sonic 3 plugs into it. Yes. Uh, you can also plug Sonic 2 in there to put yeah. Knuckles into Sonic 2, but if you put Sonic 1 in there, you just play like Blue Sphere or whatever, like that bonus game from Sonic 3. But anyway, 
So it's but if if you mine is just a regular Genesis cart, but it says Sonic and Knuckles on it. <laughs> and I found it at a flea market for mm-hmm. like I don't know, three bucks or something. And I picked it up because it was just so weird. Where'd it come from? Have you ever seen another no one? No idea. Never seen it before. You know, no, I've up. never seen another one since. I mean, someone probably maybe just took the guts out of the other one and stuck oh, it. Oh, yeah. They probably manufactured it. Like, this is probably some, like, Brazilian knockoff. Or, well, no, Bra- Brazil actually licensed that stuff. This is, like, some Chinese knockoff or something. But I don't know. I have my, no idea where it came from. I don't know, buddy. But, you know, my Genesis case right now, is it's, you know, it's, it's not a freak show in there, right? It's not for oddities. Right? <laughs> you know what mine is? Sure. My bookshelf is. So I'll just keep it where it is. You've seen my shelf. <laughs> nothing, nothing but purity yes, yours is my, pretty. My case, all right? Yeah, yours is yours is yours is a good connection collection. In fact, it'd break the feng shui because <laughs> the case is not in great shape. It doesn't have the hang tag, oh, like and it. it looks ghetto as shit next to real games. Whereas my my Sonic and Knuckles bootleg is not next to any other Genesis games, so it looks a little nicer. Um. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the Dr. Uh, Robotnik, this mean bean machine or whatever, that's that's in the case. Uh, I'm only missing two hang tabs, Fred. That's okay. it. Out of my whole collection. I'm, uh, on my uh, Caesar's Palace mm. and my uh, original Sonic case doesn't have uh, one. That's going to be harder because Sonic 1 came bundled with a ton of Genesis's when it first <clears throat> came out. Well, I mean, so, uh, I, mean I don't need... I just need a Sonic. I just need a Sega case because I swap all the material. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah. I just so you know when I snap up these little Genesis slots, I I kind of look to see if we have good cases in there because I swap them all out. And I that trade in. Yeah. I, I yeah. give back all the crap ones. Um, you know, although I don't know if I talked about it last week, but when I got my Sega three, came mm-hmm. with a stack of games. Yeah. And I think we texted about it, uh, and you said typical. Of me or something. I forget what you said because <laughs> I said I was keeping one or two of the games. I'm, I'm checking the sports ones and stuff. Uh, it came with Comic Zone, which is on my list of shit to get. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of Batman and Robin, which oh, is yeah. a cheap one, not a cheap find, especially on you know the Genesis one. It's a, but see, that was these were all cardboard releases, right? Which I don't like. Right. But these. A third one. I can't think of what the third one was. Oh, the six. Pack. Uh, the six the pack. six pack, uh, which was also so. Those three were cardboard releases. These are in. Um, I think I talked about last week. These are in cases, like um, aftermarket cases. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have the hang tab and everything, but they're not supposed to. Because, but right, you know, right. I kept them. Though. Oh kept- yeah, what I said. I was looking at the texts. You were like, I said, six pack Batman and Comic Zone are solid, and you said, yeah, I'll hold on to those. EA Sports games will go, and I said, makes sense. You are a stereotypical gamer. <laughs> Thanks. Ditch the sports shit. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like EA, the that era. I like Madden and stuff, and and but yeah, those were just so flooded back then that. They all blend together for me. I get you. Yeah. I could kill us, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was... Um, My favorite looking games in your collection, hands down, other than obviously the Raiden Trad, just for personal reasons, but that Afterburner 2 looks so sweet. <laughs> you like that Afterburner 2? Yeah, I like the Afterburner 2. Because it's the oldest Genesis thing you, your brain remembers. Yes, it totally is. You know, that shit was on, on the shelf next to the Genesis when it came out. It's like... You just remember that case, you know? Yeah. And that was yeah. arcade shit, too. 
when the Genesis came out, that shit was in the full yep. cockpit, moving the moving cockpit in the mm-hmm. reason you play it. If you if you've never seen this before and you have a copy of Terminator 2, uh, Edward Furlong is playing it when um, uh, Robbie Budnick, his buddy <laughs> with the mullet, comes up and tells him that uh, the, uh, T- the the cop mm-hmm. is looking for him. Um, he's playing Afterburner in that uh, moving cabinet. And did you know, Trees, at uh, my Chuck E. Cheese ripoff uh, first job, Libertyville, Illinois, I don't think it stands anymore, um, Chimpy's Pizza Safari, <laughs> I got a job as a register guy because I was good at math, um, but they quickly saw that I love video games, and so I got moved over to Key. Uh, basically, they put you in charge of a register to see if you'll steal from it, and if mm-hmm. they yeah, if they see you don't steal tokens from it, because they don't worry you steal the cash. They know you'll be that'll be trackable, but the tokens they can't track as well, so they want to see if you'll steal the tokens and then sell them to somebody to make money. Um, and when you don't do that, you get upgraded to different jobs and so my next job i was upgraded for was uh was was key for the video arcade mm. and uh i did the two the two things we would do was i figured out the dip switches for mortal Kombat because they turned off the violence because they didn't want parents complaining and so i figured out how to turn it back on so that when we were closing me and a couple of the guys who played video games there we could switch it over on free play and the boss knew we did this but we would change the dip switches to switch it over to free play and turn the blood on so that was fun and the other one was afterburner um and uh i kept just watching little kids play in that thing as that thing rocked them around ours the seatbelt had broken and the seatbelt kind of kept you in place Mm -hmm. and i was just waiting for some kid to just launch himself out of that thing and get injured (laughs) and sue us it never did happen but like i was waiting for it no i remember at the one of those little podunk arcades i used to go to when i was a teenager yep probably like 19 18 years old that they were we found the keys guy left the keys in one of the machines like to open up the uh-huh <laughs> like yeah that's good key ring so we took it uh and <clears throat> i remember we were sitting in our hard driving that also had a cockpit ah yes impossible game by the way no one could get through the loop and if you got through the loop you just crashed the minute you came through the loop that started as a dmv sim and somebody was like you know what and the DMV didn't go for it eventually, and they they need to make money on it, and so they turned it into uh, a video game. Yeah, it was. Uh, and there's a bunch of really ghetto ports on home consoles at the time. It was. It's, it's ridiculous. Anyways, we we sat in there, and one person would block the view, and we like cleaned out all the tokens out of it, and then uh, nice. I did it once, right? Because I was mm-hmm. a punk, and we used them, but my buddy. He flew too too close to the sun. He got a taste, <laughs> yeah. and he kept going back, kept going back and doing it because uh, his brain didn't realize that they would catch on. <laughs> right? Yeah, going back. I only did it once, but he he eventually went back and got caught, and then I uh, had to pay them all this money. Yeah, I was gonna say that's back in the eighties. Like nowadays, right? They would be like, "Well, you can't charge the kid, but you can definitely ban him from your place." Back in the eighties, no, they would call your parents, and even your parents would be like, "No, you're fucking paying them back." Yeah, they'd snatch you back, call and drag you <laughs> yeah. in the back room. They'd be like, "We're gonna put him in slave labor in the back," and your parents would be like, "That's fine. That's what he deserves." <laughs> I, I remember my buddy calling me. He was like, "Yeah, dude, they got me." I was like, yeah, because you're a dummy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, um, you, know. you know what my favorite thing in race driving was to do? There's one cow. Remember, there's like a farm and there's one cow there. And if you drove too close to him, he'd go like, yeah. and you, the worst, man. 
Yeah, well, and when you, or maybe it was hard driving. I, we said race driving, but maybe it's hard driving. But either way, um, if you rammed into anything, nothing would break because there was no true physics, no collision detection, but your car would bounce backwards and explode. And my favorite thing to do was to hit the cow because the cow wouldn't move and you'd fly backwards and explode. <laughs> I love that they just named it what it was. Yeah. And like an idiot, you still got in that stupid cockpit, hard driving. And then yep. it would go, this is hard. It's like, yeah, no shit. It says it. it had, the it steering wheel it. had haptic feedback, though. It was it, nice. It was very yeah, you fancy. You'd something, and it'd break your wrist. <laughs> That's true. Like, it would. It would It would thrash you. Yeah. I remember we thought it was cool because it had, like, uh, you'd get in, and it had the lever that moved the seat forward to lock yep. you in place. And it, it had, had a key. Shifter, it had a key, and <laughs> then you would go. And then the steering wheel, you'd try going through that loop. You'd never make the loop. Nope. It, that was it. That was the game, and that was like fifty cents. You like this? Yeah, because you you'd get to drive around for like three minutes, or when you crashed, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think there was anything yeah. past that. Like an idiot, no. I bought that on the Genesis too when I was. How'd that still, go? You still can't. What's the Genesis that. version like? Is it the same thing? It's just it lower res. Yeah, you still can't get through that loop. It's dumb. <laughs> well, of course you can't get through the loop. Um, Anyways, well, really quick. Um, Public service announcement. Uh, the guy for Alpha Investments, he's the magic, um, the gathering uh, YouTube channel I watch. Mm-hmm. He was warning about people on this, and then I saw a couple other people warning about this. Um, real quick advisory to some people who are eBaying right now. A majority of the population, especially if they've got, if they're just normal people, they're not like, you know, random, low... Uh, feedback people and they're just random people that Trees and I look for. You know, you always look for somebody who's been in business a while. He's got some, you know, usually 100% feedback or close to it. Yep. People who've complained are just dicks. And uh, they've been doing this for a while um, because there's a lot of scams hitting eBay right now. So anything you see that's too good to be true, beware. Now, everybody's kind of said like eBay will get you your money back. It just might take a lot longer because right now they are stripping, stripping down on the crew that are working because they're all working from home and doing stuff like that, just like everybody else. And so their investigations are just taking longer because they got less guys working on it. And again, rest assured, they will freeze the money and figure it out and get you your money back. But you're talking like into summer. So try not to take any ridiculous risks. You know what I mean? Like it's just a waste of your time and money for a while. um, Wipe those packages down before you bring them in the house. (laughs) Yeah. If you've got, um, you know, uh, what are they called? The Lysol wipes. Yep. Cool. Um, they're start. Things are starting to trickle back into houses, but or into stores around here. But and they've started putting limits on stuff. But it's still funny. Like you always find the thing you've overlooked that somebody binge bought. Uh, for ours, it was soft kibble for dog food because we've got old dogs that their teeth are falling out. So we buy them soft kibble. And um, man, bitches have hoarded the soft kibble like crazy. But there's apparently a 36-pack at my local Target, so I'm going to have to brave brave COVID-19 tomorrow at lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go get me some chilies for lunch, Trees. I haven't had shitty chilies in a long time, but they're offering me free guac if I go pick up from them. So yeah, yeah, get some that. chilies and guac and yeah, yeah, then go over and get uh, COVID-19 at the Target. <laughs> well, I risked my life today for a frozen chocolate at Dunkin' Donuts. But there you go. had to be done. 
I, I, uh, when we did that lab upgrade, mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts around here is open, and I did get a dozen donuts. And see, in the lab, we're a little more open-minded. I was like, "Is here's what we're gonna do. We've got, you know, we we have our own packages of napkins at the lab, so we know they're like, say, like, and it's not the whole lab. It's just my team, which is seven people." So we knew each other. We knew the napkins hadn't been touched by other people. We took them out of the package, made a stack. And the easy thing, you just grab a napkin, grab a donut. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the Dunkin' Donuts, it was funny. I asked the girl, I said, hey, if this is being prepared by somebody who's also handling like money or customers, I hope you don't take offense to this. But I'd just like to ask that you just swap out to uh, new gloves while you get it. But if they've been making nothing but food all day, then that's, you know, then I don't mind. Don't worry about this. And she kind of laughed and she goes, you're the first person, you know, uh, you know, like since this happened, that's asked for that. And she goes, it's totally logical request and she goes but no the person who makes the food and gets the donuts Mm -hmm. that's all they do they don't handle customers just to avoid money and all that stuff because the gloves gloves get gross and i said okay cool so you guys know your your rules okay cool (laughs) you know you always want to check sure i mean most fast food places won't know that sure you do sure you do yeah um and then you know what? I guess um, I don't have any games to talk about this week fred so but this is game related if you don't mind if you indulge me uh, do you mind if I talk very briefly about Sonic to just knock out this Sega Genesis oh, yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, let's get past Sega. So I beat Sonic One. That's right. Week. You were that's right. You were you were uh, dabbling around. Yeah. I did download Sonic Generations that you mentioned. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the uh, free games with gold. Uh, yeah. But if you're listening to this right now, it's changed. We found out uh, Xbox never announced it this week, um, but it ends up your 360 free game is going to be Fable Anniversary, the the Fable HD remake. Really? On 360. Okay. And I'd never played that, and it's 4K enhanced. It's and so I know it's... Though. What? It's been on Game Pass since the beginning. It has been, yeah. And so I finally installed it, and I said... Because, um, you know, and I'll, I'll just mention it now so I don't have to talk about it. But, you know, right now I'm just bouncing around from time to time. But I'm trying to play the heavy hitters. Like, I've played Fable 2 and 3. It's almost ridiculous I've never played Fable 1. Oh, so I was like, let's one. go back and play Fable 1. Um oh. So. I started playing it uh, when I had it on Game Pass, replaying it. Yeah, I remembered a lot of it, but the controls were were throwing me. <laughs> I bet they're a little goofy, but I haven't played Fable two or three in a long time, so maybe I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, I I played it, and my goal was remember I was on a roll. I was uh, I I had all five Chaos Emeralds or all six Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. So if I beat it, I get the good ending. The bad ending, you just get to the end and you see Robotnik saying like sorry or something and he's juggling the chaos emeralds <clears throat> so when i i had talked i i couldn't remember this but scrap brain is the uh it's the second of the last or it might be the last area maybe scrap brain zone is the last area and that's weird because up and until that point the sonic zones are okay like labyrinth people remember because you're always drowning and it's it's kind of <laughs> shitty but it, labyrinth is a fine level um Scrap brain is where shit gets really kind of ridiculous because things get vertical. Um, they're vertical levels instead of horizontal levels. You're kind of like moving up and down. So they put a lot of level into a very small space. Basically, it's the skyscraper of Sonic levels. And they have a couple of areas where they make you do some really ridiculous platforming. And of course, if you die, you have to redo the whole level because the levels are really short. Um begrudgingly I got through that I had nine lives so like a like a cat when I started it and I finally got to the last boss battle with Dr. Robotnik with uh, two lives I had two lives and um, you go face him uh, you have to do a really bullshit 
scrap brain level three and it's like labyrinth they take it back to labyrinth level with underwater and stuff and the underwater is just really tight timing like the big bubbles don't come out until the last minute mm-hmm. there's a lot of dick moves so they really phoned in that last level like it's hard for not being hard sake it's just like oh you didn't know that was there ha 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 yeah, yeah. um but once you get through it, you fight Robotnik. And that last boss battle, have you ever done the last boss battle? Or do you remember Sonic's last boss battle? I do not remember him, no. It's not too bad. There are four pillars, two at the top, two at the bottom, and they're kind of spaced out. And they kind of compress down, so they'll squish Sonic when Robotnik goes. But if you're at the far left or right of the screen, the pillars can't touch you at all. Okay. And so the idea is you get to the far left or right of the screen. When Robotnik comes down, you jump and try to hit whatever pillar comes down. And some of the times Robotnik's in the one next to you. Other times he's not and he's in the other one. And so you just, you know, you hit an empty pillar and nothing happens. You have to hit Robotnik like seven or eight times to beat him. And in between that time period, these four balls of electricity shoot out, uh, shoot across the top and they just hover up there for a second and they home after you, but they move really slowly. So you got to find that gap, that perfect gap where you can jump in between them and move to either the far left or right of the screen. And you just rinse, repeat. And the big thing about this is the whole level is the boss battle. Like in, in the other ones, you usually play like most of a level or even a small portion of a level before you get to the end so you can get to Robotnik with like a force field or or rings or something right. so you can take a couple hits. This one you have to do it perfect because you can't take any hits. Um, got down to one life, I think, one or two lives. Uh, so I died once or twice on that boss battle and then beat it. Um, you get to the end and Sonic gets to all the furry friends back in Green Hill Zone. He juggles the, the Chaos Emeralds and then he jumps at the screen. You get this picture perfect, like Sonic giving you a thumbs up thing. <laughs> and I got a picture of it and put it on Twitter. I put, I put a picture of my credit sequence of every mm-hmm. game I beat now. Gadget Man started doing it where he did the slash and the game he beat. Right. And I did it and Los was like, oh, I didn't know we're all doing this. And I said, now you make me self-conscious. And he goes, oh, I didn't mean to. And I said, oh, I'm going to do something different. So I put a guy, I put the emoji with the guy with the sunglasses, which is, you know, what my avatar used to be for the longest time. I put that and then the game and then a screenshot of the credits. So I got a screenshot of that. Um, And so I beat that. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm kind of eager to just jump right into Sonic 2. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, so I did use save states for, um, you know, in the middle of it, uh, but not not in the actual gameplay to play through. I just did it so that I could take, I go to bed Mm. And then just reloaded it on Scrap Brain, but I played it legitimately, and and uh, man, it was tempting. I wanted to get right to that tough platforming spot because I died on one of them mm-hmm. like three times in a row and had to redo the level. There was one area where I just wanted to just—I was like, I could just save slot it right here. It'd be so easy. <laughs> and I don't begrudge anyone for doing it, especially if you didn't grow up playing those games. But uh, I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try it legit. But I guarantee you, trees. Had I gotten down to like zero lives or something and I was about to have to use a continue and start the whole world over again, I probably would have done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. anyway, I'll start Sonic 2, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that um, and uh, playing through it. But I'm going to give a little time. Sonic 2, I've played through uh, the first the first world and the second world, which is like... Uh, chemical Zone. Chemical yeah. Zone. I've played through those two so many times because my son will sit here and play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About as long as he lasts before he wanders off. Makes so sense. I always play about that. Because the first one, I can sort of run around with Tails would keep up. Even if mm-hmm. you control him, 
so good. Like, you know, but chemical zone moves so fast all the time because all the little roller yeah. coaster uh, tubes and stuff that like he doesn't get see tails. Like if I leave him behind, I'm already like zipping around and he'll wander away. So, you know. <laughs> and it, it is interesting to see in Sonic 1 just the the flaws. Like you can see what people are talking about where like momentum's a major issue in Sonic 1 and cheap deaths is a major issue and the verticality of scrap brain is is a major issue but sonic 2 kind of cleans up a lot of that especially with the spin dash um i'm surprised trees and maybe you did but i would think your favorite area even though i understand your son's patience wouldn't allow for it would be the third world which memory serves as casino night zone which i play casino night zone but that you want to talk about to me a momentum stopper absolutely that yeah Yeah. fly around that stage you're constantly dropping into a little pinball section and whenever you hit those pinball things like it kills your momentum like no matter what and you can't jump off them so you can't get out for a while yeah you get trapped yeah and that happens in sonic one because there's a casino-esque thing i forgot what it was called it's the third world also but yeah i'll be doing that uh just to play through it uh, and see how i feel about it again i'm not gonna this isn't for like a challenge or anything i just want to play through all the sonic games if i get pissed off uh, I, I'll probably just like you know cheat code through it or something. Remember that had that wicked debug mode where you could basically cheat your way through the whole game if you wanted to turn into anything, mm-hmm. fuck around. So I'm just trying to explore these games. I'm not really challenging myself to them. So, um, but yeah. So continue on. What were you about to talk about before I interrupted with Sonic? Um. So d- during this quarantine, uh, you know, I had a promise to my stepdaughter. Before that mm-hmm. happened, about uh, so many days in school, if she could get get through so many days in school, and then the quarantine thing happened. Now she's upset because uh, she can't. Right, the offer's null and void. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "It's not fair," but I'm like, "Yeah, but you didn't go anyways, even when the offer was out there." But right. I do feel bad because she's in. You know, listen, <laughs> it's a unique situation for all kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I said, "Listen." If you're a good helper for your mother, especially during this time when I'm trying to watch your brother and your mother's working from home, and uh, she has a bit of a temper problem, as in she reacts to normal things, you know, things that are on like a level two, but she reacts on like a level 11. <laughs> right. Really not needed. You know, like, uh, you know, hey, have you seen this? And she'll react as if you're accusing her of stealing, uh, you know, <laughs> stealing ten thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Right. She's like gets overly defensive on you. Yeah. yeah. It's all, and you're like, hey, uh, a simple no, I haven't, is uh, <laughs> how you <laughs> respond to that. Like it's bananas. So right. she has outbursts like that. So we're trying to, I'm trying to teach her that uh, you can't go through life like that. Like, it, like life doesn't work like that. Responding to stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, yeah. But I said, so if you can hold it together for a week or so, I said, I'll see about getting you a switch in the Animal Crossing. Because she see me playing it. We talked about it. And uh, or did we talk about that? Did I tell you she caught me playing Animal Crossing? Yes. I remember that from last week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah. So I said, I'd get you one. Okay. Okay. And then I didn't realize, Fred, I don't know if you realize this, but there's a bit of a, a Nintendo Switch drought going on right now. 
meaning the consoles themselves? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm very happy we we didn't know this was going to work out this way, but uh, a bunch of us in the Future Monkeys got together and uh, surprised Voss with a uh, Switch. And I remember we were trying to figure out, should we wait for Animal Crossing or not? And I'm really glad we just grabbed it yeah. back when we did this. So for forever... When I used to go through Target, I see those. Um, I forget what the color they call turquoise, maybe. Like the the blue one, red and blue ones. Yeah. No, it's all blue. Oh, the switch lights. The, uh, oh yes, there is a turquoise. Yes, you are turquoise, correct. But so my 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 daughter's favorite color is teal, <clears throat> and that's pretty much teal. So I'm like, uh, I seen tons of them, and then the minute this happened, now those shelves are barren. Even online, mm-hmm. like I look at Best Buy online, it was like, yeah, there's none uh, 250 miles within your search area. I'm like, holy Jesus. Yeah, uh, when shit disappears, like you're yeah. like, oh, there was a uh, – something was going on that I just wasn't aware of. Yeah. And uh, Amazon, they're not on Amazon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is weird to see stuff not on Amazon. You're like, everything's on Amazon. <laughs> what do you mean it's on Amazon? What's going on here? Same thing with my soft dog food. Trust me, I know. So uh, then, now granted, she doesn't need this switch, right? She hasn't really earned it. But now, it it was in my head that I need to get one because I can't find them. Um, and I I finally found one on uh, Walmart.com, right? Oh, nice. Uh, so not in the stores, but Walmart.com had them, but they had them for twenty bucks more. Little fuckers. So it was like two hundred twenty dollars mm-hmm. for the turquoise one, and I'm like, that was a mistake. Huh? And then I'm like, and it said it wouldn't be delivered until like sometime next week. Like it was like, like next month or something. Before, and I'm like, ooh, that sounds shady. Like you're gonna order it and it just just keep getting delayed, you know? Mm-hmm. I ended up ordering it, and it actually showed up like uh, yesterday. No shit. Okay. Turquoise one. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just thought that was funny that it was like. And then I saw tons of people working. They're like, oh, yeah, those things are gone, man. You can't get those switch lights anywhere. It was just like dried up. And it makes sense, right? I mean, everybody's inside. Everybody's just chilling out. So especially with Animal Crossing coming out, Nintendo, you know, I don't want to say Nintendo's profited from this pandemic, but they do, they're not hurting no, plenty of people are, are benefiting. But yes, Nintendo is benefiting both on the Animal Crossing and Switch front by a landslide. They planned anything. They just fell into, with Animal Crossing's release date and stuff, they just sort of fell into a, a sweet spot with that. Yeah, well, because a lot of people, I guess, are playing it that have admitted that they might not have purchased it had the outbreak not happened. And that's not to say they never would have purchased it. They just wouldn't have purchased it day one, let's go play it like incessantly. So, Um, um, and I don't think Nintendo or anybody who's doing this should feel bad or guilty about it. No, no, no. Whatever. Like, pass the time. That's not not what I'm saying. Have you... uh, No, I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just saying. Have you, um... Played around with the Switch Lite yet? Do you have one in the house or for your daughter? No, I... Man, I don't even know if I should have a Switch in the house. I contemplated getting rid of it, but then I was just like, I own every console, I'm going to keep it. I love my Switch. I play... I don't play it at all. I love my Switch. I play it. If you've seen the shit in my library on the Switch, like stuff I download on a whim, 
Right. I remember the kooky stuff I used to play anyways on my yeah. PDS and stuff. So, yeah, I have kooky, crazy kooky stuff downloaded all the time. I'll, I'll, if something's under 20 bucks sometimes, I'm just like, whatever. I'll See, play. I'm a PC gamer with a laptop. So, also, yeah. like I don't PC game on a laptop, but I have a laptop. So a lot of times where there's something like that, like even signature switch games like Octopath Traveler, I ended up buying that on PC. Oh, okay. So if I didn't have a PC, yes, I think I would be more switch jumpy. But I do have a decent number of games on the Switch, right. like outside of the big releases. Well, I will say that <clears throat> so I I I played she doesn't know I have have it, obviously. Um, right. but she was, um, out tonight. She's over her dad's for dinner. And so I had room down here in the basement to fool around with it. And, uh, so I took it out cause you know, you want to update it and get it all up and running and get the, you know, yes, cause you're a good parent. Yes. I <laughs> deal, you know? Um, and so she, she has a, this is where I get confused took me a while to link her Nintendo account because she has a profile on my switch. Mm-hmm. She has her own Gmail account. So I made her own, she has her own like Nintendo network ID, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I hooked this one up, I was like, sweet, you know, I'll just link it. It's like, link your uh, account. And I'm like, cool. So I go to link it. And of course it's like, I'm putting in her email and passwords. It's like, nope. Nope. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it's like, by the way, your Nintendo account is not the same as your Nintendo network ID. And I'm like, son of a Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Took me a while. Finally got her stuff linked. Uh and then luckily, you know, it because it's her profile it recognizes she's still in my family group. So the the online family plan still works fine you know right right she's covered under it because that's actually tethered to your nintendo id not like the switch right it's the it's the opposite of everybody else really yeah because a nintendo's family plan it's like your accounts whereas on a playstation and an xbox live it's whatever your home console whatever accounts are on your home console get to share it yeah so anyways i and i and i'll be honest i set all that up and i don't remember how i did it I remember when I did But it. who cares anymore, right? <laughs> but either way, she's a family member and she's under the blank my my plan. It carried over. I logged into her cloud saves. And I pulled over mm-hmm. all of her save data for Minecraft and Lego City Undercover and uh something else. I forget other games she plays, uh Mario Cat. You know. Um I went into the store, I re-downloaded Fortnite and um uh, Lego City Uncover because I was smart enough with Lego City Uncover to remember to buy it under her account, whereas Minecraft I did not. So unfortunately, her Minecraft from the Switch is solely lives on my Switch. <laughs> you know she can't download it on her, so that that's a bummer. But you know she plays Minecraft on my Xbox anyway, so it's no big deal. Uh, download a Fortnite for her, so I think. Instead of having another loose Animal Crossing cart floating on, I will probably buy it and download it right to her system. So if she doesn't have a cart to lose, you know, which kids will do. Those they will. <laughs> but I got to be honest, that little system's nice, man. Like it feels nice. Like the, the that sort of plastic they use for it, 
I don't know. It's almost like what a Chromebook's made out of. You know, it's like this durable sort of like textured plastic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played around. If you ever play with one in a store, they they have a nice feel to them. Like they feel pretty solid and uh, they do. Durable, you know what I mean? The little little smaller, obviously. Um, but obviously she's twelve and a half, so it's fine for her. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little system, and I, I kind of dig it. I think if mine ever shits to bed, <laughs> you know, because I barely <laughs> ever played on the TV. I mean, the only reason we do now is because I made a point of hooking it up to the living room when we redid the right. room. But like before that, I never played on the TV. So I think down the. I think most people who really like the Switch use it as a portable console that happens to be able to hook up to a TV. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I wanted a home console that happens to be able to go portable that I don't value it as much. But again, in most households, I think there is a challenge for screens. And we didn't plan it this way when we bought our house and we didn't plan it this way when we had life happen the way it did. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, you know, with only one kid and with the fact that we've got like, you know, lots of rooms and stuff like that, like, yeah, I've just been able to fortunately be able to whisk away. But I think another big part is, you know, and we've talked about this before, but my house, there's not a whole lot of game in unless my daughter is gaming also there's not a whole lot of gaming that goes on before the family goes to sleep and so at that point nobody's fighting me for a tv screen but Mm. but it's it's hard to argue that i have two 4k tvs and no wait one 4k tv and two 1080p tvs throughout my house and at any one given time because we're not tv watchers really like i've talked about this it takes us forever we watch like one show a night you know um and autumn doesn't watch much tv either um so it takes us you know it takes us a while to or there's always like a tv open in the house Mm. and you had computer screens and holy shit we've got a ton more but uh yeah but that's really cool yeah and it's it's cool to hear about it because um i know i mean the switch light let's face it right it's vita 2 mm-hmm. <laughs> people hate when i reductive like this but the switch light is where this is going i feel like i feel like nintendo may just do a portable console if they ever upgrade but i also do not think the switch is going to get upgraded the way people think it will yes yeah, people got <laughs> asinine aspirations of like fucking 4k switches coming out by the end of the year and i'm like guys n- n- no no if anything nintendo is going more portable than anything i would expect a stronger portable version that's more akin to the docked version of the switch if anything i said but i just don't think yeah, nobody nobody needs that. Nobody's wanting that, right? You don't care about a 4K switch, do you? No, I mean it looks it looks great. Anyways, it looks fine the way it is. Yeah, there's no need to do that. When I throw Mario Kart up on the TV, it looks fantastic. Nintendo ain't gonna program for 4K, and it just scraps the whole Switch library. And if you upscale it, well, shit, you're doing that already. Mm-hmm. If you hook a Switch up to a 4K TV, your TV's gonna upscale it. There's no reason to get a 4K Switch. You're fine. You're fine. Just, oh man, I know. I was super impressed when I opened this thing up tonight, taking out the charge it up. I was like, a little smile on my face. I'm like, this thing's nice, man. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's possible I might get Autumn a Switch for um, Christmas. Oh, just so you know, the turquoise ones are really nice. And the rose ones, on she wants I don't the think. They got pink ones, like. there's Yeah, there's a special edition one I think she wanted. Animal Crossing one, or? 
I don't think the Animal Crossing one's a a Switch Lite, is it? No, no, it's not. It's a regular Switch, I, I believe. Here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm almost certain it is. Here we go. What's the one she wanted? Yeah, there's a Switch Lite edition that's like, oh, it's the Pokemon one. Okay, that's what she wanted. The Pokemon Switch Lite. Like the. Although that looks like it might be yes, okay, the Pokemon Switch Lite. Yeah, like the red controllers on one side and the blue. Yep, blue. The Zashian and Zamazenta edition. Mm. And of course, it's like 400 bucks everywhere and it's probably sold out to high hell. But and you know what's funny? I was looking at um, GameStop was saying that they didn't have the Switch, but there was like a, a case and something I wanted. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But the, you know how all the, the GameStops and Best Buys are doing like the curbside stuff? Like you can mm-hmm. go online and then pick it up. And they bring it out to you in the store, bring it out to you outside. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it that way. I felt funny about that. I'm just like, man, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just. Well, I've joked about, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw me talking about it on Twitter. I should have texted you, but I said, you know, I am not dogging on this restaurant or, well, or like eatery. And I'm also not dogging on the people I'm about to describe, but some people in uh, like now that we're like two weeks into the outbreak, people who really were going to give it their best effort to like cook and buy groceries and hoarding and all that stuff. They're starting to go back into their old ways. You know what I mean? And so the people who always got fast food before this whole thing happened are, are like, they can't stay away for long enough. So they're going to, they're getting back into it. And I said, with the repetitive nature of, I drive past my Chipotle on the way home every day. And it's the same group of people because some of them don't even change clothes. Um, but you recognize them when you drive by. And I, there's a stoplight right there, so I often am stopped and I can see it. It looks like a methadone clinic trees. There's like 10 people. And Chipotle, I do not like the way they're handling it. Our Chipotle, you just give your name and then you all stand out in a bunch where you're all right next to each other, which I haven't ordered Chipotle yet, but I will not be cool with that. Um and they all bunch up together, like 10 people usually at all times are hanging out outside Chipotle. And the girl comes to the door and goes, names, 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 and gets like three names and then comes out with food. Mm. And again, the same people, sometimes wearing the same clothes, have been there like almost every day of like the last four days or something. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I know. I went to a Bertucci's. I'm one of those people. My, we ordered Bertucci's online. And I was like, I'll go pick it up. You know what I mean? Oh, that I'm fine with. Like, I try to, we've actually, we usually do takeout once a week. I've been doing it like three times because I'm trying to keep the restaurants I really like around me alive. We, we went down there and I, I pulled out front and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I go, they're not open, like for the restaurant. But I go, why is, mm-hmm. no, why is the parking lot? There's so many people in the parking lot. It's bananas. So then the takeout's like around back. I go around back and there's like a line of people. I'm like, oh. Oh, no, that's not okay. I'm like, yeah, everybody's spaced like self-spaced. Oh, well, at least they're self-spacing. I like that. Um, But yeah, the line was out the door. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, they're, they're hustling and bustling. Then there was this one jerk off that just walked past. <laughs> of course. Somebody. Yeah. Like, what's going on? There's always going to be one guy who's, yeah. Um, Oblivion. There's a plate. There's a local pizza place called Minsky's by us. And that place I really like because when you process your payment and everything, they say, would you like to tip? And you can do it right there. Um, and, uh, they, uh, they, they have you describe your car in 30 characters or less. 
and they come out to your car and the guy just, and they even say, don't feel bad. We ask that you keep your windows up and stay in your car until we come out to you. And they're not like wearing gloves or masks or anything. They're not scared of you. They don't mind if you, cause like I have a car where it's not really easy to pass it through the window. It's not a very big window. So I have to get out of it. And they're fine. They just don't want a bunch of people out of their cars. Mm -hmm. So like when he walked up with my pizza and wings, then he like waved at me and I kind of motioned that I was about to open the door and I got out and he handed it to me and he was really nice. But that's the way you should handle it. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I just got my food. I remember that guy walking in. It was funny. He just strolled past everybody with his fucking flip flops. (laughs) Short thought. I'm like, what is going on here? And this lady in front of me like looked like, is he really just going in front of everybody? Yeah. And he did. He went inside. <laughs> and those, uh-huh. He comes out with his food. No shit. Yeah. And I'm like, one, that's on them inside. To be like, yes, uh, that is yeah, totally on them. But then I'm just like, he's walking by me. I'm like, did you get your stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, you, you got it all? Are you sure you got everything? He's like oblivious. He's like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. Don't mind. Um, don't. We'll, we'll get ours. I said, don't mind us. We're gonna. We'll get it. We'll get ours eventually. Don't worry about it. See, everybody by us locks the door, mm-hmm. and of course, there's a big sign that says, "Do." And it's it's not even it's big font and it's not, it's not wordy. It's just like due to current situations or something. They, nobody can say the word due to current situations, you know, um, you know, just, just wait for us to come get you stuff or, or whatever. Um, and that's even on that Minsky's place that I told you about, even though they don't even want you to walk up to the door, but just in case some jackass does, Mm -hmm. They want you to know. And there's always somebody who walks up and pulls on the door and it's locked and they look at it like they can't imagine it's locked or why this is all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it always, it never ceases to amaze. I, I, feel, I feel funny about like calling my GameStop and be like, you know, I don't know. Cause it, food- Did you see that email that went around though where the GameStop apparently, I don't know if it's legit, but I saw like, uh, it was on like Kotaku or something where like GameStop was saying like, treat you know glove yourself and wrap GameStop bags around your hands because they can't find gloves anywhere mm-hmm. um, and they're like treat these customers like wild animals like you wouldn't go up to like a rabid wolverine and like try to touch it without gloves so don't do this for your human the humans that you're handling handling this to and all this stuff I'm like I just I can't deal with GameStop right now yeah, <laughs> I just I, won't do it yeah I'm just like to me it's silly like even takeout restaurants is like I don't know. Do you need your wings? I don't know. Maybe not. But it's food at least, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like I'm I'm not picking up a switch. I'm not having you come out and risk both our health for a switch light case with mm-hmm. leaves on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, like no. So you know, but then uh, I was thinking about this the other day at work because I was you know thinking they were like oh order this now and you can pick it up like in a half an hour and I was uh, thinking about it like after work and I was like I don't want to do that shit but then I got to thinking Fred maybe you would have some insight I don't know sure or maybe somebody would on I as you remembered you store $60 worth of store credit and pre-ordered Final Fantasy 7 mm. mm-hmm. uh, you know collected deluxe edition yes so uh, I still owe like $20 ish on it 
Mm-hmm. And I can't, and I know it's supposed to come out soon, but with GameStops closed, uh, how am I supposed to pay this thing off and pick up my steelbook? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe that's a good question. Yeah. Maybe you would have, am I, am I out of luck on this thing? Is it going to be held for me until this is over? Uh, cause as far as I'm, I know you're paying for stuff online and then you're picking it up. It's not like they're doing transactions in the parking lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I need to, I need to figure this out here. I might be out $60 credit, man. I might get boned on this. They might close that whole store before I even get my thing. Yeah. And there's uh, the other fear is <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, I think Jeff Gersman was talking about, it. he's like, if, if you have store credit, like, and GameStop goes under. I'm trying to use it. I'm trying to use it on this steelbook. <laughs> I'm guessing your local location, just given where you are, is probably not at risk of closing permanently. Or if it does, it'll at least reopen this summer when things have died down. Ideally, will be this summer. And uh, you'll be able to go take care of it. But yeah, that is a good question. Although, no, you're... You know those employees are there. I would call the oh, store and see what they say. Call. I'm sure I'm not the only one. That I am questions. certain you're not the only one. But I'm sure they have some sort of written out thing. Well, it looks like Square, like they've printed all those discs and everything because they start. Some places have them in the wild. Did you know that? No. And they're they're starting to ship to Europe um, early, but I guess certain parts of Asia has already gotten copies in and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Wasn't there um, aren't there rumors that Square Enix is going to delay the release anyways? Just because why would they're not going to delay the release? You don't think so? But they did. They no, they already made a statement that they weren't going to do that. But they said that there may be supply problems, and so. They were worried that the that the supply problems were not going to get them into customers' hands, so they warned customers of that. But now they're shipping, um, at least for Europe and Asia, I think it was, they're shipping early. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you live in those countries, provided that you – well, but the flip side of that is a lot of those countries, especially European countries, their customs are just stuck. Like, it's just moving super slow. Um, whereas for us – in America, our customs are moving slower than normal, but they're not super slow. But no one's talked about shipping to us early. So they're just saying, basically, we can't control the distribution. We're going to do our part to get you your stuff out. And uh, it's very clear that those discs have already been pressed and come off the manufacturing line and everything. So they've got copies to send out. It's just they can't promise that like Amazon will deliver them to you in time. But the digital version is going to come out day one, no problem. What if, uh, you know, I have the little receipt on the fridge for my, mm-hmm. right? That shows how much uh, I paid and, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what if they're in such disarray that I just, when it comes out, I just call them say, hey, I'm coming down to pick my pre-order up. And they go, okay, we have it. And then when I get there, I do one of those movie moves where I flash my receipt like a fake badge, <laughs> aim it without really verifying anything. What do you think? Like I don't know. My receipt. It's all. It's all good. You know. It might work. It might work. <laughs> Just go for it. Like why not? Like here's my receipt. You know, social. Well, even if they catch it, they're like, "Wait, you owe like twenty bucks on this," and you're like, "So okay, but your store is closed. So how do we do this? We do it. Here's a twenty dollar bill." They will probably, you know what I think they're honestly going to do? Is they'll ask you for the cash 
or they'll ask you to hand your card over and they'll bring your card into the store and make you wait outside. You think they'd have a little swiper on an iPad, like at a fancy restaurant? You'd think, but I they didn't plan for this and now they're fucked. <laughs> I mean, even at flea markets, they have the little swipers on the... Uh... Right, and if, they, and if GameStop had planned for it, you're good, but now, to ask for it now, they just... You know, I just doubt they've got it. So, but it'd be a good question to ask. I'd call them up tomorrow and ask. Go in their used device section and take a bunch of iPad 2s that they have later. (laughs) Put little charges on them. From your lips to God's ears. (laughs) Yeah, that's just a question I had. I thought about that. I was like, fuck, man. My pre was smart to cancel that shit. They are going to have a a solution. I just don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. And with places like Amazon and Walmart, where they are prioritizing as well they should, Mm. things like medicine and food and whatnot ahead of other things. Yeah, your chances if you had Walmart or... Target or Best Buy or no Best Buy is fine because they they don't have essential goods so they won't have this problem neither will GameStop but your Walmart's your Targets and your Amazons mm-hmm. guys you're fucked I'm sorry like if you get it it is a snowball's chance in hell if you get it on time I hope it works but those companies have more stuff to deal with bigger things to deal with and your video game just cannot take priority there if you care that much all three of those places i just named have a policy where they don't bill you until it's shipped and it hasn't shipped yet cancel that shit and just buy it on fucking psn get over it but uh yours trees actually has a larger chance of actually showing up because gamestop like what people like you are their bread and butter right now right they they, you're all they've got um and i really do think they're just gonna ask you they'll just tell you your total before you pick up and say okay well you still owe after tax like 2216 make sure you have that with cash or you have a credit card with you that i can bring in the store and run and they will not let you in the store they and if you don't want to give over your credit card that's fine they don't care much like mcdonald's which you know those mcdonald's guys who are like give me your credit card and you're like well no they're like all right fine then you don't get your food what do you want yeah well i mean it's just gonna be the deal swing by a I don't know. Swing by a supermarket and pick up a $24. Yeah, prepaid card and call it a day. Then you have to work. Trust me, a GameStop employee right now has so much more to worry about. They're not swiping credit cards at this moment. Yeah. But, uh, it's like, you know, it's like you're you're torn with GameStop, right? Because that's their job. But at the same time, it's like. A majority of GameStop employees I feel for, Mm -hmm. but GameStop corporate. No, but that's what I mean. Fuck them. Fuck, I don't know, man. It's like, should I not give you the business because you're being treated badly? Or do you need the business because then you won't have a job? It's very, I don't know. You know which- I've I, I've made my decision. I, I feel like GameStop is treating their employees like shit. And while I don't want their livelihood to go away, GameStop does not pay competitive wages, especially in comparison to everybody else. I really feel confident that these employees, especially right now, will be able to find jobs, but unfortunately they will probably have to find them in the essential market where they are going to work in stores that are going to remain open during this. But you know what? I also work in healthcare. You work in, in mail. We have to work too. And we're in the same boat. So like, like, you know what? Maybe it's your wake up call. 
every target I walk into, and I haven't walked into many, but I've walked into two or three, they all have signs that are like, we're hiring right now and we're paying starting 13 an hour. I have heard that very, very few normal non-management or non-lead people at GameStop make even 10 an hour. Well, I think they make 10 now, but like you can go to Target and be just fine. (laughs) So, wow. All right. Not to get real. We got real inadvertently, but we were talking about games while we did. That's right. We were. Nothing but games. Except for Moana. All right, trees. I got. So am I cool to pivot to what I've been playing? Yeah, definitely. Not a ton. Uh, I've been playing a lot, just not a lot of different games. So you know about Sonic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah. You've had a good week with that now. I have. You beat it? No. Okay. But not because it's too hard, although I can't speak from experience. Trees, that game is fucking long. Long. For a Doom game? Yes. I am at 15 hours. Uh, what, what, is, what is an acceptable Doom t- game? I felt Doom 2016 was a little too long at like 12 to 15 hours. Okay. Doom... Eternal is on average roughly 25 hours. Some people are going 30 plus. That's a lot. That's a long time with it, a high intensity first person shooter. I will also say that Doom 2016 was long at 15, 20 hours, depending on if you 100%ed and looked for everything. But, and you could knock that shit out in 10, 12 hours if you were just trying to burn through it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't. It was hard. It was challenging, but it wasn't hard, hard. This, I got to say, now where I'm at, and so if people want to know where I'm at, I'm on mission seven. This shit is straight up. Somebody played some fucking Dark Souls (laughs) and was like, I want to do this. Yeah. 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 So um, I've met a character type that is oft talked about, the Marauder. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, as we talked about last week, and I know everyone's talking about Doom Eternal, so I'm just going to say, you know, you either fall into one of two camps. This game is pretty polarizing. You either fall into one of two camps. You're either going like, fucking, they turned Doom into a Dark Souls game, and this is fucking awesome. And especially if you have a lot of free time and you're at home, people are loving it, and that's great. For me, it's business as usual. It's not so great. I don't like not being able to finish a level, so my sessions feel weird and broken up. And it's really high intensity. So, like, when you come home exhausted from a long day, like, you're not really looking to get stressed out again. And this does that. Like, there are people who are wearing those heart monitors to watch their heart rate spike as things get crazy. (laughs) And now when it's really ramping up the difficulty, like, when things get hard... You're just like, I don't want to do this. When you die on the same checkpoint like 17 times, you're just like so done. Mm. And then came the Marauder. So real quick, just to recap, you are not only juggling like some odd eight, nine weapons. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to have precision now. It's not, and that's probably my biggest beef with this. Doom has never been about precision. Even 2016, it was just like you don't even aim down the sights. It was a blast them in the face thing. Point in the well, general direction and shoot. 
Yes, and this is probably the biggest differentiator because everybody who is talking really positive on this is playing it on PC, and I can tell with a keyboard and mouse. I think that's the thing. It's wanting mouse precision, and you can't get that with a gamepad. And so those that are trying to do it, and, and that's weird because 2016 didn't need mouse precision, and actually no Doom before it, it did either. You know what I mean? Mm. You just had to be able to quickly move around and shoot. Like, Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 port very well to consoles with gamepad, especially these new ones that Bethesda recently released, which they've patched the original ones, and so I've got them all now, and they they all run fine and work great, and um, they work very well with gamepad. So anyway, Eternal now um, just... I mean, so you're you've got these eight weapons. There are like upgrade paths for all the weapons, two alt firing and upgrade paths for all those. Your suit upgrades, your world upgrades. You've got like perk upgrades, and then you've also got like, um, uh, like uh, just like passive upgrades so you're working all these upgrades on top of finding stuff in maps and all this stuff then you've got your enemy types which now like again you're completely ineffective if you don't do the right thing so you've got to like aim down the sights for the uh, rocket launching skeleton and blow his his um, rocket launchers off then you can fight him normally mm-hmm. with the mancubus which is the big fat guys with the flamethrowers and rocket launchers you've got to aim down the sights uh, or get close to him and blow up each of their rocket launchers, then you can start laying into mm. them. And so it's because you have to hit these precision points and then you can hurt them. Pink demons, you've got to do like a bull thing. You got to like move out of the way real quick and have them bash into the wall. And they're only vulnerable with their butt and they're good at turning around and protecting their butt unless they bashed into a wall and they're like dizzied for a second. And so when you really start going, plus, as you know, <laughs> you don't have pickups in the environment very much. So you've got to know, okay, I got to chainsaw every yes. now and again when my ammo gets low. I have to flamethrower every now and again when my armor gets low. I need to punch people while they're glowing when my health gets low. And then now they introduce characters like that boss I had talked about at the end of last week's show. And now the Marauder who I thought everything was going to be just fine till this guy, he's a boss battle. And then he immediately becomes a normal occurring enemy, which they do also with the other boss from last week where you have to blow up his shield, then blow Mm -hmm. up his, his ground. And then he is completely vulnerable, but it's a big process and you got to focus on just him while everyone else is going ape shit. So the Marauder blocks everything. Everything you shoot at him, unless you get him in like a bald bull style vulnerable state, (laughs) which is he attacks you, his eyes flash green, and you have to hit him before he hurts you. But you can only hit him with one of two weapons. The super shotgun, not to be mistaken for your normal shotgun. It's like the old school double barreled shotgun. Or this new weapon you've got, which is kind of like a crossbow, but it shoots it out as like a wave beam. Okay. And of course, those guys with each chainsaw, you only get like, I think five or six bullets on your super shotgun and three for your chain wave. So what you basically do with this guy, and this guy can take about a dozen hits, I think, give or take. Mm -hmm. And if you're too, and you also have to be a certain distance from him. If you are too far away, he'll just throw axes at you, Shao Kahn style. <laughs> and if you're too close, he's got a double barrel shotgun and he'll just shoot you. So you've got to stay medium distance from him, wait for his eyes to flash and shoot him. But this is also while you're later on in a crowded room of tons of people. 
And then on top of all of this, he shoots out this little panther as just a normal attack. And this panther runs around the room and it's like a ghost panther. And if it attacks you and hits you, and it takes a decent number of hits to blow up as well. If it attacks you, it latches onto you and just scratches your face out and your health just drains. He's like Soundwave, the Transformer. Yes. Shoot a little little jaguar, a little panther. Uh, So the first time I fought him as the boss battle, which I say a boss battle, but you're still in a room where things keep respawning to attack you. When I first, uh, and the reason they're doing that, honestly, is just so that you can have ways now, to get ammo. Now, don't mean to cut you off, but what are you playing? No, what setting are you playing this on? Are you one of those people So that- I started on ultra violence. So there's five difficulty okay. settings. Ultra violence is the third difficulty setting, but the, what I would say is normal is hurt me plenty, which is the second difficulty okay. setting. So I was just above the normal. And that was what I played through all of Doom 2016 on. All right. I had to drop it down to hurt me plenty or normal somewhere around, I think, the boss battle in mission five, which was um, that other guy I told you about. We have to blow up his shields, blow up his base, mm-hmm. and then you can fight him. And then you immediately are thrown in an arena where you have to fight two of these at once with a bunch of enemies spawning. They do the same thing with the Marauder. You fight him as a boss battle. I was on hurt me plenty at this time. And I died about 17 times on him. (laughs) And I had extra lives when I went into that first fight. I had like three extra lives. But when you use them, they're gone. And when you reload the checkpoint, you don't get them back. So I had to fight him. I fought him 17 times, probably 30, 40 minutes, and finally beat him. (sighs) And then right into the next level, you get a scenario where you have to fight two marauders plus a whole room of guys right away. And trees, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, I I died like three times and I was like, this isn't fucking fun anymore. And then I was like, but I got to be near the end, right? Like I've unlocked every weapon. I've upgraded most of the weapons. I've largely gotten my upgrade tree down. And in from a plot standpoint, I feel like I'm pretty close. I've gotten a lot of the audio logs. Like my audio log is almost full and everything. And I looked it up. Uh, remember, I'm on mission seven now. Mm-hmm. There are 13 missions. Uh, And they say that really around mission 10, they start, Marauder becomes way more common. And they're like, you have to be able to know how to kill these guys within like 30 seconds to like really survive later on. And then you've got a couple more harder boss battles, but the Marauder really is the really pain in the ass. And I said, if I'm right now at the halfway point of this game, and this game is going to ramp up what I'm dying on. And there are going to be boss battles later that are even more aggressive. Mm. Trees, I don't think I can do this. And I'm not really digging this game that much <laughs> anyway. Wow. Like, it was good enough, right? Like, it was like, okay, this is like this ultra... At first, it was like, okay, this is this ultra-complicated version of Doom 2016. Oh, okay, they did platforming instead of so many combat. Oh, okay, this is much harder than Doom 2016. Like, I was willing to sign on for all of this stuff. Oh, okay, the levels are three times longer than Doom 2016. Each level's, like, between 90 minutes and three hours. Okay, Right, I feel like I've been a good sport up to this point. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, they gave me a Dark Souls-style boss. 
And then, oh, okay, it's going to be a regular enemy. And then, oh, God, I'm only halfway through and shit's going to get really ridiculous from this point on. And I remember every other Doom game that was true. Like, what I dealt with halfway through Doom was way easier than those final levels, which got kind of frustrating. And I just don't think I've got it with all this shit. Yeah. Like, they've they've cashed their check way too many times and I'm only halfway through. I never, but you know what? I, I never finished oh. 2016's Doom. Okay, well, uh, you know what? Twenty uh, Doom Eternal is like everything dialed up to to uh, eleven, right? It's everything doubled. Mm. They doubled the length, doubled the difficulty, doubled the complications, doubled the uh, length of each level, and you have to and doubled the graphic output doubled the performance doubled the hdr and now you have to double your patience yeah (laughs) and i and you know what here's the part that people are going to get pissed off about trees you and i are no strangers to a life of getting into games and going you know what this is going to be too hard for me or this is not my style and i'm just not going to beat this game Mm mm-hmm we embrace that well into the 16-bit generation. In fact, there's a decent chunk of Saturn and PlayStation games and N64 games where I'm like, nope, yeah. <laughs> can't beat it. <laughs> I just can't. I'm not going to do it. You know, I got to tell you, I went back and, you know, I think I talked about it recently, replayed Shadows of the Empire. Got pretty far into that game. Um Whatever the, uh, whatever the, I got to the Dianoga area. I don't know if you got that far in the game, but that's like an underwater battle with the garbage boss that, w- with a boss that's the garbage monster from A New Hope, you know, the first Star Wars right. movie. And I remember struggling with that when I was a kid. Now, after I died on it like five times or something and had spent an hour, I was like, nah, yeah. <laughs> I just, nah, I just don't need to do it. It was fine. I got a lot of fun out of it. And I got to say with Doom Eternal, I have gotten a lot of fun out of it in the grand scheme. And I have put a solid 15 hours into this. And I'm not saying I'm, I own it now, right? In a disc, in a beautiful steel book. I can go back to it anytime I want, but I'm here to tell you right now that if I never play Doom Eternal again, which I doubt will happen, but I'll probably mm-hmm. like a lot of games, go back to it a couple times mm-hmm. and just be like, nah, I really don't have the tolerance for this. I'll give it a couple goes and see if maybe playing it in much wider stretches where I play it only like one or two hours a week, like here and there. Cause it's very easy to jump back into that game. It is traditional shooter controls. Maybe I got what it takes. You know what I mean? to get through it eventually but right now man like i got my f- uh, remember i paid 50 for it i got my 50 bucks mm-hmm. worth i feel very good about what i got out of it but this game is nowhere near as good as doom 2016 and it asks for a lot from the player and it is not something i think i'm gonna beat like probably ever mm-hmm. but definitely now and i just told myself you know what i i i did the thing i ejected the disc from the console, which means I'm acknowledging I'm not going to be playing it on the regular. <laughs> I put it on the shelf and I told myself, even if you go back and continue playing this game, you're on, you are on quarantine for a week. And I know Resident Evil 3, I've pre-bought that. I know that comes out on, by the way, shitty choice of words with the quarantine. Sorry, guys. Um, 
And uh, I know that game comes out. I think it releases Friday, and I got the Steam version from Green Man Games. So usually on Thursday night, you get your key, and it just works right mm-hmm. away, or it like unlocks that evening. And so I've heard early reports on Resident Evil Three, and this is just if you downloaded this the this podcast the day it came out, which is Thursday, you still got a day or two to decide. Um, I think it's only six hours, six, seven, eight hours long. So it's. It's even shorter than Resident Evil 2, which makes sense. You should have guessed that because Resident Evil 2 uh, remake, your Resident Evil 3, the original, was was shorter. It was uh, for me. It was ever people always said it was like a five hour game. For me, it was always like eight hours, six hours, if I'm familiar with mm-hmm. it. Um, so that doesn't surprise me at all, and I think I'll enjoy it because you you know I've talked about how I'm really on board with Nemesis, but. I do not think people are going to care for Nemesis like they did for Mr. X. Mr. X was slow and lumbering and stuff like that. Nemesis is like, fuck with you super fast. And he is, it sounds like he is chasing you 100% of the time through this game. Mm. And I don't know if that's going to work with people. I really like going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, with this guy on my back everywhere I'm going. The game's going to look gorgeous Mm -hmm. and it's going to be pretty short. So I already know that like the closest time I'll get back to Doom Eternal will be like, probably mid-April, and I'm fine with that. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think I'm officially done with Doom Eternal uh, for now. Um, so if you haven't grabbed it, and especially if you played Doom 2016, and you're like, oh man, I remember really liking that game, especially if you beat it, and you're like, maybe I should grab Doom Eternal. No, you should, especially if it's been over a year, <laughs> just go back and replay Doom 2016, especially if you got it on Game Pass for free, or it's like $6.99 everywhere right now. Grab it on a sale if you don't already have it or play it on Game Pass. Replay it. And then just put it back on the shelf and you're good. <laughs> you don't need Doom Eternal. I'm sorry. Nice. Um, but if you are a Dark Souls player and you really like Doom 2016 and you're like, man, I just really wish these two worlds would fucking collide. <laughs> buy that shit like now. Like whatever you're playing right now, uninstall it. Go buy Doom Eternal. It's for you. Please, somebody who it's for, play it. <laughs> so Nice. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, uh, so I Mr. Talk. I actually played on my Mr. I've seen some, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so so let me since I've put it together and everything, I just want to put put out everything real quick. So the Mr. is the best way to describe how it's assembled and how it looks is it's like a big or not a big man, it's like a hamburger or a cheeseburger, right? You got meat and bread and cheese. Uh, well, no, sorry. I'm, I'm making this metaphor way too hard. Think of a hamburger. Uh You've got two buns and you've got the meat in the middle. Uh So the, the, the Mr. You buy for 130 bucks is in the middle. And that's where the FPGA chip that runs this whole thing is located. And yes, you can run very limited cores trees. You will be very happy to, to find out that the two major cores are some of our favorite consoles, uh, the number one core that everyone tests out, if you just have a, if you just buy the hundred and thirty dollar one, and you want to plug it in and see if it works, is the Genesis core. Mm-hmm. The other one is the Turbo Graphics core, which I have a special pension yes. for. You do want some sort of cooling. If in the least, you want to buy a heat sink, which is just like a big um, metal thing that sticks to your chip. But uh, ideally, you want some some actual cooling, especially if you're going to play anything else on it, and most people will want to. That's where the sandwich comes in. So your top your top bun mm-hmm. is either going to be a cooling fan, which will cost you like 15 bucks, 
or the what I call the input output or the IO port, which is a fan with some additional add-ons, which uh, will screw on the, to the top. What do you get out of the IO port? It's like 50 bucks. And what that really has is a VGA out, which you can buy several cables. I have a VGA to component video that allows you to output to a CRT TV. That's really what it's for. If you want to output to an old school TV, that's why you want this IO board. Otherwise, just buy the $15 fan. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to run most of the cores. Um uh, but I like the input-output. There is a way to use the HDMI that's on just the main board that costs 130 that I was talking about earlier. You can do an HDMI out to component video, but you've got to have weird connectors and cables. So it just seemed like a big headache. And I said, okay, well, it's possible. Buying this $50 part made it easy. You have to buy RAM expansion if you want to play a lot of the cores including Neo Geo, which is a popular one. But I think you also need it for like NES and you might need it for Sega CD. I'm not completely sure trees, but Genesis will work without RAM. And most people will tell you to just pick up a RAM chip, Mm -hmm. a 32 gigabyte RAM or sorry, megabyte RAM chip, which will run almost everything, but like 15 Neo Geo games or something will run you, um, like 35 bucks. If you want to spring for 60, you can get the 128 megabyte RAM, which will not only allow you to get all Neo Geo games, but it also, a lot of the cores are starting to utilize it where they don't require it, but if they have it, they can do fun bells and whistles. What those are, I don't know. I haven't done enough research. Hmm. So you need that. That hooks to your main board as well. This is all very Lego stuff, trees. Like with the RAM board, you literally, there's a 20 pin connector and your RAM board's got a little black input and you just slide it in then you need usb you can either buy an external usb hub but it's got to be micro i think i talked about this last week it's got to be micro usb to big usb so that you can plug in keyboards and joysticks and stuff you can buy those for 45 bucks or you can buy the usb board which would be the bottom bun and mr add-on sells it it's like 45 bucks as well and you use that weird bridge i talked about last week and you hook it on so when all is said and done you got this triple stack (laughs) And it's it's not the size of a Raspberry Pi, like a cigarette case, but it's a little bigger, right? Um, but it's still pretty small. And um, then you just plug it in. And this thing's interesting in that, Trees. It's a little more for console players, okay? So, But you need a little bit of programming knowledge, but honestly, really not much. And if you don't need to fuck around with the I.O. board or you're not very specific and you just want to just play things as they're designed like a console it really is console because here's what you do when you want to play a game trees mm-hmm. you just plug the fucking thing in <laughs> <laughs> and once you've set up your joystick you'll have a button to bring up the menu you press the menu button you pick your system once your system loads you press the menu button you pick your game and you play it and it just automatically syncs up to whatever you've set up your keyboard or your joystick for or your gamepad for. And when you're done and you want to stop playing it, there's no power button. There's no hook a keyboard up and give a line command or anything. You just unplug the fucking thing. (laughs) That's the only way you turn it off. Yeah. That's the only way. Now, there's a couple of cores that because of like Sega CD or like TurboGrafx CD, it might be running a CD at the time. 
So if you want to, you can set up a button where if you hold it down, it'll reset the system, which is perfectly safe to do. And you can just go back to your main menu, you know, where you're picking your console you want to run. You can go back to there and then, but you're still just unplugging it. And people are like, oh, there are ways you can do power buttons. You know what it is, Trees? It's just an on-off switch that's in between your, like, you know, barrel, you know, your barrel plug that hooks into the back, kind of like a Genesis barrel plug. And your plug into the wall. As, it's just an in-between switch you can hook same up. As unplugging. And all that thing does is it's the same as unplugging yeah. the fucking yeah. thing. So, yeah. And um, once and once you've got it set up, Trees, like I said, yeah, you just plug the thing in. I've set up my menu button on the... on the. Uh, I actually was using the Mortal Kombat thing. And I learned that the Mortal Kombat setup with the high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick, and block in that five like star formation... Just not real compatible with shit like Neo Geo, which you which assumes you have four buttons lined up next to each right. other. I knew later on when I start playing the Capcom stuff and when Street Fighter and stuff hits, which hasn't yet, but it's on in the way. It's not gonna be very compatible with that. Mm. <laughs> um, and with Genesis games, if I ever wanted to play them with a joystick, it's not gonna be really be compatible with that. I, it just ended up not being great. So I whipped out my good old Street Fighter uh, PlayStation Two. Uh, you know, arcade joystick, which is like an arcade joystick is the 15th anniversary one. I have a USB adapter, which works with everything. And I just hooked that up, set it up and I was good to go. So when I plug mine in, when I plug my mister in, all that's hooked up is my joystick. I hit the menu button. I pick the core right now. I just have Neo Geo. So Neo Geo is all that show up. I pick Neo Geo. I pick my game out of the list. And it just runs. Mm. And um, the only other headache is you have to set up some stuff, which is done on the computer without any programming or tinkering or anything. You have to set up the SD card. And those are real easy, but you are using this Mr. Add-ons website. And you basically just in the root SD card, you drop the core of whatever you want. And you uh, then create a folder. So for my Neo Geo, I created a folder called Neo Geo. And you drop the games in there. And if you need, like for Neo Geo, it needs system BIOS. You won't need that for a Genesis, but you will for like Sega CD, the system BIOS. Right, right, right. You drop those in that same folder just so the, the core will look for them in that folder. And it'll tell you in the cores. There's usually a readme file. It tells you, okay, make a Neo Geo folder. Drop it in there. The core looks for stuff in there. Um, and then you're just good to go. The challenges I've run into is like with Neo Geo, there are certain like, and you got to kind of have access to uh, archive.org is a good place to find them, but you also might need access to like BitTorrents and like find torrents for this stuff because like your Neo Geo library, you can't just drop any Neo Geo ROM in there. It's got to be like that special collection that like, um, you know, this isn't the Neo Geo collection. It's called something different, but there's like a dark soft or a dark side collection of Neo Geo ROMs. And they're like, we built the whole core around that one. So you got to get that collection. And it's not on archive.org. You got to find it, you know, and there are ways to do it. You just Google that. But you got to kind of sometimes go to nefarious means to find your ROMs, you know, is what I've learned. But, uh, and again, uh, the the part that's only like programming-esque is there's an INI file, which is like all the settings. 
And if you're used to looking at INI files, this will be no harm to you because basically it shows you the definition and they've been really nice to like have like a commented comment that says like, this decides whether or not you have component video hooked up to your VGA port in your mister. One says yes, and so you should use that if you're doing that. Zero is the default, and that's no. You know, and you just, the whole thing works like that. I had to change a couple of settings, so I had to go in there and change it, but I was able to read it through it and do it no problem, but I work with a lot of INI files in the lab, so I'm probably used to seeing it. If you don't, there are a couple guides out there. There's plenty of YouTube videos, but the problem you run into is there's no catch-all where, like, somebody has your exact combination of what you're trying to do, unless you just want to go out to HDMI. Mm. So that's where you need to know a little bit. But when it actually comes to the cores and just like loading them up, like, and plug and play, it is pretty plug and play. Once you can get past the fact that you need to know a little bit about hardware. So you can assemble the Mm -hmm. thing. You need to know a little bit about software to set up the SD card. But then once you get it up and running, like anyone could do it. My daughter could do it. She could just plug the thing in and then hit, you know, hit the menu button, which is select. Right, right, right. And then just pick the console you're looking for and then just pick the game out of the, like it auto loads the folder with the games in it. So you just pick from the list. Easy enough. Um, but, but unlike emulators, you know, where you got all those fucking menus and you got to make selections and all that stuff, that's all gone. It just runs it like a Neo Geo. Right? Like when I turned on my, I was very surprised that I didn't have to do any setup or anything. And when I turned on my CRT, you know, my regular Sony Trinitron, mm-hmm. it just, it looked like a fucking Neo Geo was hooked up to nice. it. And there was no slowdowns or hitches. This thing, emu- uh, this thing clones the hardware and timings of the Neo Geo. So there's no weirdness. It just ran every game I threw at it perfectly. It was awesome. It was like having a Neo Geo. There you go. So, and again, I'm. it's not going to replace all my consoles. I just like playing my consoles. But what it will do is, Trees, if my flash card on my Sega burns out or if my, you know, um, yeah, I have a uh, an Atari Jaguar. And frankly, you know, and I've got those cool boxed collections. Mm-hmm. They've released the Jaguar core and it's almost at a spot where it runs everything perfectly. And since... That guy uh, who was making the Jaguar flash cart had some production issues, and now with COVID, like things are up in the air. He doesn't know if that's ever going to come out. I may sell my Jaguar with my box in copies, my seven ones, because they've got all the inserts and everything. And there's a collector out there who'd really enjoy having a Jaguar in their collection and having that. I just want to play the games. I could easily, you know, just run the Jaguar on. Ah, uh, you know what though? Those controllers. I'd probably keep one of my controllers and try to figure out how to adapt mm-hmm. it to USB. But, but, and I'm sure actually I know there's the the whatever the bit box or whatever that can adapt it. the The guy's actually been in our Discord a couple of times and shared some stuff. There is a way to adapt it. But, um, but yeah, like I would use it for stuff like that. But for my classic consoles, I'm playing all the time, like the Genesis and the NES and SNES. Like, no, I'm going to stay with original hardware, but it's cool to know that with like a Neo Geo, which there's no way I'm delving into that console market. It's way too deep and it's way too expensive. Like this is a great solution. There you go. So I'm glad you're happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I will say is for listeners of this show, I know it is a pretty decent audience, but I don't think I'm going to get inundated with questions. 
by all means, you or your friends, you can either hit me up on Twitter with random questions or if you've got a little more explanation of what you want to do, and especially before you buy all the parts of the Mister, if you have any questions, hit me up, contact at GamingHistory101.com. The problem is, I'm sure you've seen Trees, is the wiki is very useful and Smoke Monster put it together and he's really good with that stuff. He did it, but you're delving into GitHub libraries and kind of those people who have, they, they don't realize how... Yeah, for people who know a little bit about programming or a little bit about INI files or using GitHub repositories, which I'm used to, like it's pretty straightforward. But for the average user, that stuff gets confusing quick and it just isn't as sensical as they'd like to think. And so if you got questions either before or afterwards and you're trying to figure out how to set up something or you're trying to figure out what you're trying to do or if you can do something before you buy Contact GamingHistory101.com. I'd be happy to answer your questions, and I'll probably answer within a day or two. So, um, yeah, but it's cool. You know, I don't think you've got the tolerance for no. trees, but man, if you ever <laughs> just want to drop 250 bucks, I'd be more than happy to assemble and create like a, a, an SD card for you and just send it your way. But I just don't think you're going to go for it. But if you had it, I think it would be cool. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. If that makes sense. Yeah, like if you're not dying to play through the Neo Geo library, yeah, it doesn't do anything no. for you. And you I, your purpose is served for what you want and to do. And I like collecting my, I like having my little library. I don't, it doesn't do nothing for me to have every Genesis game on a SD card. Because I'm not a historian. Like I'm not preserving these games for, I just. Right, and to be clear, neither am I. I'm just exploring them. But yes, and, and again, mm-hmm. I. I did get the whole Neo Geo library, but that was just because I had no choice. Instead of going through, I started trying to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, there's a lot of games on the Neo Geo, like on that home console and arcade library. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I'll, it'll take me forever to look up what all these games are in this and that. And so what I'm literally going to start doing, Trees, is like once every other day or something, just go down the list. Mm-hmm. And just just like we did in the arcades, yeah. right? Just play it for a while, and either I like it or I don't. Right. There's going to be a couple of games I know. I know I'll like Metal Slug, Magician Lord. I still don't hate it, even though it was a lot cooler when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Ninja Combat's always been fucking dope. Nom 75's been dope. Good, yeah. But yeah. But like, there's a lot of stuff I what? don't know, and I'll just play through. You would know then. What was the Neo Geo game? I used to play it um, in the arcade. And at the time, for me, it was like... First time I ever played a game like that, but it was like um, it was like a first person sword and shield game where you you had yes, a sword okay. and it, you'd hold up the shield. But it, you know, back then yes. that's nothing now. But back when I played it in arcade, it was like Oblivion before Oblivion. Yeah, it was like yeah, but it was an action game. We should point out, not an RPG. Right. It was like a punch out, but you had a. a Sure. Yes, that's a better way to put it. Yes, that is a much better <laughs> you know? visual. People hear Oblivion and they're a visu- they're thinking of something way cooler yeah, no, no, than no, no, what no. we're so talking about. I can't, I can't think of what yeah. that was, but that was a Neo Geo. I game. can't either. But I'm playing through the Neo Geo library just because I've never gotten a chance to delve with Neo Geo much. And I got to tell you, the Neo Geo arcades that were around me. Mm-hmm. It was like the same four games, right? It was always a magical drop, Nom 75, that Baseball Stars 2020. And then occasionally you'd get, right, like Magician Lord, Ninja Combat. And even those were kind of rare. Ninja Combat, mm-hmm. not a lot of people knew. Occasionally you'd get a Metal Slug. We, right, but we had yeah. a Pick 4 machine, right? That's what all the Neo Geos mm-hmm. were. And um, 
No, as where we were in our arcade, uh, because the Street Fighter and um, Mortal Kombat was so hot. Oh, so you had like Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting. So he, and- yeah, so the, the arcade owner knew the deal. He knew what made the money. So that Neo mm-hmm. Geo constantly was rotating the fighting games in. So, Gotcha. Yeah, that makes <clears> sense. <throat> and I've never played through a lot of those older King of the Fighters, which is kind of what Fatal Fury became. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to try that. I saw there was a SNK versus Capcom Neo Geo game, which would be cool. I can't wait to play that. That's a fighting game. You never game. played that? So. Hmm? You never, no, I've never played uh, it. I had no. that on the Xbox. The original Xbox had SNK ah, versus okay. Capcom. Yeah, I, I remember that. And I bet it's a Neo Geo port. Mm. But like I said, I just want to play through them. Uh, one of the more taxing games for the Neo Geo was Strikers 1945, which actually I do have a port that was on like PSP or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I always wanted to see how that goes because whenever you try to play it with an emulator, it'll chug yeah. at times and stuff like that. Now ran silky smooth. Nice. And because this thing is like not loading stuff into software, like there's no load times or anything. It just runs, right? Like it, it just runs the whole cart into RAM. So... Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing through the Neo Geo catalog. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm trying to do every other night as a retro night. And so going through the Neo Geo catalog, I've started playing around with the TurboGrafx catalog. And I've started just going like, I'm just going to play random games on retro that are like bare essentials. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I want to start playing around with the Neo Geo arcade cores a lot. So... Um, they recently released Double Dragon, and if you're a Patreon for this guy, he's released CPS1, which is the Capcom-like Final Fight brawlers and stuff like mm. that. But I'm not a patron, and I don't think I'm going to join pa- his Patreon just yet. And so, because um, I know he'll eventually go to CPS2, where he starts doing all the Dark Stalkers and Street Fighter and all that stuff, and I'll definitely probably pay into him then to have early access to that while he's testing it. But for now, I'm just waiting for him to release mm-hmm. that. Um, but there's a lot of arcade games I want to play around with. I definitely want to play the Miss Pac-Man core and all those other things. So uh, I'll play around with those. But uh, but yeah, all in all, it was just a cool first impression of it. Awesome. Um, but once you get it set up, it's really plug and play. And I think that's what matters the most is that I don't have to dig a bunch of stuff out. I just plug it in just like any other console, turn it on, and just play it. Sweet. So, yeah. But uh, And then with that... I think we've come to our end unless there was anything else you want to talk about. No, I mean, I hope, um, I hope I didn't play anything this week, really. So I I really have nothing to talk about. I mean, I played Animal Crossing and more, um, Call of Duty, really. So hopefully, uh, now that I'm going to get back to work, hopefully a little bit more this week. Because to to be honest, that's where I play a lot of games is on my Switch, is at work. Right. Right. But just hopefully now that we're getting into a more of a rhythm with how things are working mm-hmm. out at home. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have more to talk about next week as, you know, stuff I've played more more of. Excellent. You know. So, well, I look forward to mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, I think I, I think I can pretty much warn people there's going to be a little bit of retro and then probably talking Resident Evil 3 for me. I will definitely probably get through that whole game by the time our next show oh, yeah. comes. So <laughs> I'm going to be hitting the ground running with that shit this weekend. <laughs> I'm for more Animal Crossing talk next week. Good. I can't wait. I'm actually enjoying other people's. I don't enjoy playing Animal Crossing, but I enjoy hearing people yeah, talk about it. I didn't Animal talk Crossing, about it on this so. show just because this week, you know, last week I started it. And then this week I really just sort of, 
still in the beginning stages. I haven't had time to really sit and, uh, you know, get into some more deeper things. So hopefully this, this week coming up, I, I can play a lot more. Well, and uh, just so people know, I think I'm going to start getting into over the weekends doing um, side content. I've gotten a little feedback from people that are like, I really like the lecture. I really liked what you did with the TurboGrafx thing. But this was Gaming History 101, and I'd kind of like some retro talk and this and that. I can't promise that every time, but I can just do a show of stuff I'd like to talk about, like solo. And so this coming up weekend, I'm going to do one that will again be in maybe some people will like it some people won't but it's like um talking about both of the uh x the xbox series x and playstation 5 because i think there's enough information out there with what we've gotten to kind of make your decision at this point uh unless you're gonna wait till the consoles actually come out and let digital foundry play around with some games and stuff but i'll explain that in the show i'll do that and then the sonic lectures won't be ready for probably another like three or four weeks um, so because of that, um, I'm going to do another retro topic and I'll, I'll get that picked out and decided and announced, uh, next time. But basically if you're not into VGP or if you want something that's more retro style to supplement it, um, I will be, uh, doing regular stuff. And now that I'm doing regular stuff for those that don't want a feed that kind of shuffles all this stuff together, I will get a, uh, a, um, you know, I, I'll probably call it like Gaming History 101 lecture series and video game purists feeds going, and I'll try to get those to the iTunes and the po- and, and all that stuff, and I'll at least have feeds ready to go next week. So cool. stay tuned, but I'm doing some maintenance stuff in the background. All right. All right. Well, then I say until next mm-hmm. week, happy gaming. Later.